Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. so cold. Oh, so cold. It was freezing this morning, but, you know, I didn't really care. I went out and bought some more of those uh, things to put inside your gloves, which heat up. You sort of squidge it. And I, I bought a box. I saw them in Costco. I thought, I'll buy them, actually. And, uh, and I didn't bring my gloves today. What's the point? Honestly, you can't just hold this little thing. I suppose you could, actually. It wouldn't make any difference. Uh, the Queen's bootmaker wrestled to the ground by a gang of Rolex thieves. They're in prison. Da, 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 da. They always get caught, these thickos, don't they? Also, Britain's best chippy has been named. Unfortunately, it's not in London, which is a shame. Uh, also, restoring Van Gogh's iconic sunflowers. They do know how many he painted, don't they? You do know that he was completely mad as a fruit bat and just painted sunflowers. Oh, Van Gogh, what are you going to paint today? I thought I'd do sunflowers. Yes, that's a good one. Yes, he did it yesterday. And so here's another, oh, here's another one. Put Stack them up against a wall. 24 pictures, I think. Something like that. And uh, who have we found six foot under? Oh, it's not a pharaoh, but it's the, the, the sailor who gave Australia its name. He's been found. There's a whole set of bodies been found on an HS2 dig. Isn't that amazing that they found I mean, I think they should leave him. Seriously, they've had all these different coffins just with uh, little sort of plaques. I'll tell you more about it. That's it. I'll tell you more about him a little bit later on. Also, these belt alarms. You can do that with most people's cars. I, I don't... If I don't wear my seat belt... Thank you, Father. If I don't wear my... Very good. Uh, seat belt in the car... Nothing happens. If I get into the producer's car, bing, 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 that's what it does all the time. My one, it doesn't say anything. It doesn't even put up a sign if you don't wear your seatbelt. I don't know why. It goes on the weight of the seat, I think, so it knows somebody's sitting on there. So, if, if, so in other words, you know, if you've actually got something on the front seat that's the right weight, it will, it will not activate the thing. But every time I get it, bing, 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 it drives you bloody mad. It really does. But I don't have it, but you can switch them off. If I took my car into the garage, they could disconnect a seatbelt thing, if I had such a thing. But um, I haven't, and they won't. Simple as that. But it does happen all the time. And I'm assuming the royal family don't want to sit there in the back of cars with this bing, 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 bing going on all the time, because it's very, very annoying. It's uh, Australia Day tomorrow, Burns Night tonight. Aye, the old pervert Robbie Burns. Oh, ah, yes. In the papers today, he's a bit of an old scally, isn't he? Old Lang. Ooh, Yes. Unfortunately, we're going to have to destroy the myths. Presumably, that's why people drink. They drink to forget. Yes, Robbie Burns in the papers today. I think that's the first time they've ever mentioned Robbie Burns. There's also a picture of, of, of Davy Boy Beckham sort of attempting to cut a haggis. Of course, he hasn't got the faintest idea of what it is, but uh, he's having a whiskey, so you know just how it's going to end up. Dawn says, as you've been talking about Bross lately on the show, did you see that she turned up on the one show the other day? What was Matt wearing? His clothes are getting as camp as Christmas trees. He wears these funny little... Perhaps in America, that's what they wear if you're in the business. Brother looks far more acceptable. But I thought your listeners might like to know that the film After the Screaming Stops is going to be on BBC Two this Saturday. Well, it's been available on, on YouTube for ages and ages, actually. I first saw it on BBC Four about a month ago. Yes, I have got the DVD. I haven't seen the interview with, with Craig. He was the only one that did well out of it, wasn't he? He got a million quid... And walked away from it. And they thought... That's why Luke wrote the book. No, funny, you thought Matt would have written the book. But Matt was too busy worrying about whether conkers were going to be allowed in schools. And why we've got a dart, but we don't have a dartboard. Quite peculiar. Luckily, the whole audience on the one show was just doubled up with laughter. Because they take themselves so seriously. Seriously. And then, and then for a brief moment, Matt smiled. And he said, I can't smile, I'm Botoxed. So, uh, so that was that one. So it's, it's an interesting... 
an interesting sort of rite of passage, I suppose. But it, it's not that good. But I haven't seen the Craig interview. And I was quite surprised the other day when Matt Goss started following me on Twitter. It depends if it's him, isn't it? You have to watch these things. I told you my, my goddaughter years ago was being followed by Eon Quigley, or whatever his name was, Owen Quigley. And uh, it turned out it wasn't him at all. But uh, she says, I haven't actually tweeted Matt, but I do follow him and have liked a few of his tweets. Yes, he has got a blue tick. So it's, but I bet you anything he doesn't manage his, his, his Twitter account. That would be somebody else. And the moment you actually follow him, you don't think he sits there doing it. It would be done by his people. I promise you. There's no way that Matt, with his issues, could ever actually sort of follow different people. So somebody in the office or whatever they, they've got, his sort of PR or PA or something, will just start following all sorts of people. So you go, oh, he's really following me. And they go, he's not really, actually. It's just, you know, you don't seriously believe there are that many sort of people. There's a very posh cafe in London. It's in uh, top of the King's Road and it's called the Bluebird Cafe. Is it King's Road or is it the other one? But anyway, whatever it is, whatever it is, they've started selling... Alphabetti spaghetti. I mean, you can't really believe it, can you? That a tin of alphabet. I mean, I don't know how much they're actually selling it for, but I should imagine it's it's a lot more than it costs. But they have actually done it up a little bit with sort of some some chopped up leaves and things like that. I was sort of thinking to myself when I was young, we did have alphabetti spaghetti, and you could make up a name around the edge of your plate. And and I remember thinking that's that's really clever, isn't it? And then I went into Iceland the other day because they do four tins of baked beans. £2.50, and they're always a good a good substitute. And I thought, oh, that'll be nice. And um, so, I'd, and then right next door to them were the Alphabetti Spaghetti thing. And I thought, shall I buy it? And I thought, no, that's stupid, Stephen. You're, you're over the age of 35. You're not supposed to be doing Alphabetti Spaghetti. But I'm, I've decided today I'm going to go back in there and buy it. And I'm going to go and buy Alphabetti Spaghetti and see if I can spell my name. And then take a picture of it. Steve Allen is cool with Alphabetti Spaghetti. And people be writing and going, how old are you? I'll be going, 39. Why? Does that mean you get to 39 and you can't use Alphabetti? I used to like spaghetti hoops. They were good fun. Yesterday, I had <laughs> fillet steak and baked beans. Fillet steak, because it was going to expire today. And it had started looking as though it was about to come back to life. I took it out, out the top of the fridge and, and it, it had gone... Quite, quite red, and it was quite bloody. And I, I don't like things like that. So I took it out, sort of mopped it off, and then sort of cut it. It was delicious. Actually, it was very delicious. Tasted better with the beans. I've decided, actually, beans go with anything. In fact, sometimes you can stick a whole packet of onions in with, in with beans. And, uh, and it's, it's absolutely delicious. Absolutely delicious. Uh, what else we got? Danny Dyer swearing at the NTA. Somebody's written into one of the papers and said, excuse me, real working class people don't swear in company. They, I, I turned on the other day. What did we get? It was through through the keyhole, which had uh, Gay Boy from Made in Chelsea on, Ollie Locke. Sorry, no, no, not Bobby Cole Norris. I don't think Bobby Cole Norris is living in a house. I think it's probably a tent or something. He's probably spent too much money on his facial surgery. As long as he pays his tax bill, we don't care. And it was Ollie Locke's place in West London. It was a bit naff, actually, to be honest with you. He obviously hasn't made that much money. And I don't know how old the programme was. And uh, and they went, I wonder whose house this is. Well, I guess straight away it was a Queen's, you know, and I wasn't wrong. And he sort of he sort of swishes on to the set. And it's a case of I can remember the very first time we saw him. I think all these reality shows except Love Island have to have a gay boy. And even then it's in debate, isn't it? For some of them, I think the last time we had Love Island, somebody saying this one, definitely, but, you know, watch it. Watch this one. That'll be interesting. Uh, <clears throat> why celebrity women can't resist a toy boy? Back to good old Caroline Flack, isn't it? Again, Caroline, she's either sort of, you know, crawling out of a bar or a, or a pub or an event or something like that, or she's with a toy boy. 
And the latest one is A.J. Pritchard, who, as I say, when you, when you see him, he looks even younger than he does in photos. He looks young in photographs. Uh, plus, the sister of the missing Cardiff City striker has begged officials to keep looking for him. She says he's still alive. I hate to tell her, but I think it's... Uh, it would be the billion-to-one shot that he would still be alive. Ice-cold waters, bad weather conditions, middle of nowhere. It depends where he swam to. He'd, he'd have drowned ages ago, I would have thought. Whether they find his body is another matter, but I have a sneaking feeling that they haven't, but they have called off the search. Uh, what have we got? Uh, oh, it's happy birthday to John Cooper Clark. That's all I can tell you. He sort of pops up. He's, he, sort of, he, he looks a little bit like a, a ghost or, or a shadow. He's very pale. And he tells, um, he does poetry. I can't repeat any of the, the poetry that's the funniest stuff. Uh, also, uh, eight years for the surgeon who staged the fake burglary for the bogus insurance claim. Eight years in prison. Eight years in prison. Won't be doing that one again, will you? And the train now standing at the auction house will set you back £200,000. If you're a fan of railways, you're going to love this train. It's a model. Beautiful. I mean, it really is. It's absolutely beautiful. If I had 200000 I wouldn't buy it because I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't want one to do that, actually. Somebody says it, it sounds like you're uh, capping and uncapping an aerosol. No, it's not, actually. You'd never guess what it is, would you? Could be anything, really, couldn't it? Could be anything. There you go. It's like, guess the mystery noise this morning. They used to have that, actually, on, a, on another radio station. BBC Local Suffolk or something, I can't remember. Anyway, they used to guess the noise. Or failing that, the most popular ones on the BBC stations were um, um, where you have to... It'll be one word. Somebody's saying one word, and you've got to guess who the celebrity is. They kept it going for ages on one radio station. They go, and here's, here's this morning's mystery noise. And, then, and you'd hear it, and you go, I've got no idea what that is. So uh, it's, it's not an aerosol. No, it's definitely not an aerosol. Oh, my tea this morning. They've changed the tea bags again. They've changed the tea bags, so I'm using mine, which are lovely. Two battered haggis, chips, mushy peas and gravy. The the chippy doesn't do neeps and tatties, says Dean. <clears throat> that sounds like... There was a woman the other day on the... And it's, it's people who are very, very big and they want to lose weight. But she did the same as somebody who smoked a lot of cigarettes and then said, right, I'll just finish this this packet of cigarettes, then I'll then I'll stop smoking. And so she was, she was very big. And so she, I'm just having a, a takeaway. What did she order as a takeaway? Most people, sweet and sour pork... Special fried rice, chicken chow mein, uh, battered chicken, all sorts of... No, no, no. Chips with curry sauce and chilli. And rice with curry sauce and chilli flakes or something else. And she literally just piled the whole lot onto one plate and started eating it. I'm thinking, you're going to die. You're going to die. It was an enormous meal, even by my standards. Jim says, we'll make a vegetarian of you, at least a Presbyterian out of you, if you go to that big radio station in the sky. There is no big radio station in the sky. There is no... I've, I've spoken to people who've been there. They've said they've looked around. There is no radio station in the sky. I'm going to be sitting on a cloud talking to myself. I mean, how... Actually, wait a minute, it's not unsimilar to what I do at the moment. Why are you buying tinned baked beans? Why don't you buy the four-in-a-pack microwave snap pots? One minute and no washing up, says Jackie. I don't, I don't do the washing up anyway. What, what, you're thinking because I buy tinned baked beans? No, no, no. Uh, I use metal trays. You know, like you're on an airline, they give you a tray with it all. That's what I'm like. And then I just throw it all away, which is not cheap. But I did see a woman in Waitrose. She, was, she had lots of little things she'd bought. And one of them was a little tin of beans. I mean, like a little tin of beans, tiny tin of beans, really small. 
and I wanted to say to her, why don't you buy one big tin of beans? It'll work out a lot cheaper and you just get a plastic lid to put on the top. Much better. Steve brought back memories of trying to get as many spaghetti hoops on the four prongs of a fork before shoveling it into my mouth. Yeah, we all used to do that. We used to do that all the time, all the time. Uh, Steve, I'm having my people, well, my fingers, type this, to tell you my car has one of those damned beeping seatbelt alarms and they drive me bonkers. Every time I put the shopping on the seat, it's bing, 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 bing. I'm getting a migraine at the very thought of it. Oh, I know. I can think of things that that really annoy people, you know, countless times you can, countless times you can annoy people so, so easily on one programme. Uh, also, 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 uh, Her Majesty plays a live version of Pointless at a World, one, World War One event in Norfolk with Alexander Armstrong hosting in person. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, Mary Poppins, two and a half million quid in three days in ticket sales. And I've still not seen the blooming thing, but I have ordered it. I've, I've sort of pre-ordered for when it comes out on DVD, of which it will, of which it will. Uh, Anton Deck hit by more fury. They've just been given another award. Not been on blooming television. One of them for the best part of a the year. They've just got a Guinness Book of Records award. You know why? Because they got 18 years of winning the uh, Personality of the Year. I told you it was a fiddle. So they actually win something. How he was put up for it, I've got no idea. And then because they won that, because they won it every other year, uh, it's a case of they now get... The Guinness Book of Records Award. I mean, it really is, honestly. It really is disgusting. So, whichever way you look at it, it's a convicted drunk driver. A convicted drunk driver who's not been on... If he'd been on television, I could understand it. But he hasn't. He really hasn't. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Well done. You've made it to Friday. In fact, you've made it since Christmas. So this is fantastic, isn't it? Well done. Uh, Dennis in Banbridge in County Downs says, Steve, why not get some... Numberetti too. I see. I didn't even know. I just had to check on what it was. I've got no idea. But apparently, it's the same. Presumably, it's made by the same people who make the made by Heinz as well. So Numberetti spaghetti, and then you could put your age beside your name. Just think how cool your listeners would think you are. <laughs> I, you know, I might have a look for that as well today. I see no reason why you can't have half a tin of each, which is quite nice. Steve, it's definitely an aerosol can. No, it's not. I promise you, it's not. I promise you, hand on heart, definitely not, definitely not. I wish I could tell you it was an aerosol can. It would make it so much easier, but it's not. Jane says, you'll love the Mary Poppins returns. It's really true to the spirit of the original with lots of references back. That's what I, I just, the little bits I've seen, I love it. I don't, I don't know it, but I'm, I'm willing to give it a go as well. Uh, David Beckham, oh yeah. Oh, and also a thief. She went on a crime spree at her local Greg's. I mean, seriously, you're shoplifting from Greg's about 15 times. She's been picking up sandwiches from their uh, thing and walking out with them. You know, but you see that a lot, don't you? Is it a highlighter or a marker pen lid being lifted on and off, says Simon? No, no, it's not. Give it to you again. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't fib to you, seriously. He says, I always thought my friend's seat alarm was a weight alert. Naughty. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's. I only discovered that if you, if you lift yourself up off the seat, it stops making the noise. So it's obviously something to do with weight, isn't it? I should imagine. Uh, plus, uh, plus, 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 plus. Uh, can't talk about that one. Can't talk about that one. That, can't talk about that one. This one looks quite good, doesn't it? It's the celebrity women who can't resist a toy boy. This is Caroline Flack. 
Can't resist a bevy, can she, really? Uh, 39, AJ Pritchard, 24, but looks about 15. Seriously, he looks very, very, very young. Kate Beckinsale and uh, Jack Whitehall. But he's sort of cute, isn't he? Jack Whitehall could sort of just entertain you at the same time. I don't really want to dance, so I wouldn't be that interested. Uh, Jack Shepard enjoyed uh, ski trips and boozy nights out while on the run. The speedboat killer, 31, uh, could still be trying to evade justice in the UK despite handing himself into police. Yes. Well, there you go. Don't worry. What goes round comes around. And, um, and, and, er, uh, oh dear. And, er, uh, trying to find, oh, care homes. We like, we like a good care home story on this programme. And uh, this is the story that care homes, uh, spend a daily average of £2.44 per person feeding slop to elderly residents. A nursing home, one of them, which, uh, which boasted of restaurant-style dining, allegedly served up a slice of ham with a handful of frozen chips. Diane Thompson shamed Claremont Parkway Care Home in Kettering. I know Kettering. You know why I know Kettering? There used to be a little amusement park in Kettering, and we used to go on a little wild mouse, Big Dipper kind of thing in Kettering, and that's the only reason I know Kettering. I don't think I know it. But uh, over the food, she claims it served her mum. Its brochure boasted delicious appetising menus, but Diane said the meal was disgusting. Claremont insisted residents were happy with the standard of food. They're residents. They don't know. They don't know, but if that's what they say. It's called Wicksteed Park. Is it? It's got a wild mouse on there. We went. To, I went on that as a child. That was my first roller coaster. Woo! Is it a lip seal stick? You mean a lipstick? Is it a lipstick? Because it does... Could be a lipstick, couldn't it? Albeit a slightly bigger than usual one. I mean, this this you could... Not really, no. See? I'll give you a little... Give me little hints on it. Uh, Steve, I think Anton Deck winning the NTA was more in recognition of Deck, who carried on professionally through the year. He got paid for it. He got paid for it. What did he expect to do? Stand there and go, I'd like to welcome you. No. <laughs> he got paid for it. He, of course he carries on. That's what he is. He's a, he's a professional presenter. I would expect him to do that. Ant was off, and to Ant's credit, he did accept this award isn't for me, but for my friend Deck. He shouldn't have gone up for it. Makes a mockery of being done for drink driving. It really does. Uh, is it a packet of mints? Says Richard at the Wirral. No. Gary says, is it a medical device? I do hope not. I, I appreciate the fact it probably could be, but I promise you it's not. Also, 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 actually, if you've got a relative in a in a care home, what's the food like? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it indifferent? I mean, do, do people, when they get to a certain age, not eat very much food? Can you can you get away with sort of serving them, you know, not not the greatest? I mean, some places like Cordon Bleu. This one doesn't sound the best, does it really? And uh, a para-Olympian who represented Britain at bowls has lost his job after benefits assessors took away his mobility car. Which is uh, which is not good, is it? But mind you, we do seem to hand things out left, right and centre in this country. There was a thing the other day. It was I started watching these Americans who are um, who are stopped by the police and then they start kicking off. And there was one. Would you like to get out of the car, ma'am? No, we had the, we had one yesterday who ended up being tasered. And, uh, and th- this one, she said, he said, oh, could I have this. And then, so she starts doing the, oh, so I've got to produce this again. Why do you ask? And I'm thinking, oh, you've got an attitude problem. You've got a major ap- attitude problem. And so eventually it turns out she's not getting out of the car for anybody. And he's insistent she is going to get out of the car. So eventually he gets the car door open, gets her out because he's a police officer. 
and she's broken the law. It's as simple as that. So she then shouts to her friends, start videoing, start videoing it, and then screams for the whole thing. Ah, ah, ah. Literally, like, it's like one of those car alarms. Ah, ah, ah. So it goes on and on. You know she's a fraud. And then there was another one. She's a counsellor. She's driving in a car with her little boyfriend who doesn't have a licence and she seems surprised that the police have stopped them. These crooks out there on the road and she's in power. She has no, no idea that she's being filmed. And so she says, oh, I'm going to, uh, I should be contacting the police chief. Can, can you get the police chief on the phone for me? No. Can you get a police officer? I am a police officer. You know, it's, it's amazing, isn't it, really? It is absolutely amazing that, that these sort of things go on. But because everything is... It's filmed nowadays. It goes up on the thing. The councillor got fired the following day. The one the other week um, got fired as well the following day when she's going, can you tell me the, the, the charge? No, it's nothing to do with you. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a commissioner. Listen, ma'am. Commissioner. Commissioner. Call me commissioner. OK, let's just call you a bent crook, shall we? Because that's what happened and she was out the following day. Is it a roll-on deodorant? Could be, but it's not. Could be, but it's not. Uh, uh, strangely enough, Darren also thought the same as Martin. Is it an air freshener? Now, come on, logically, what would I be doing with an air freshener in the studio? Uh, Sky News have reported... Is this true? Have we actually checked? So this is uh, the prominent American gay conversion therapist, David Matheson, is divorcing his wife. This is somebody who's been on television over the years. You know, oh, you know, uh, you know, you don't have to be gay. You can come out. Anyway, he's a gay boy. He's a gay boy, he's divorcing the wife and he's come out as gay. Another person in the long list of anti-gay individuals who, surprise, surprise, turn out to be whoopsies, says Jason. Yes, I agree with you. Hypocrites, one and all. Uh, through, was he doing it through, through God? He, he was one of the God-fearers, you know, God. Uh, and you only had to look at these people, you go, you're a Mary. Come on, straight away, you don't need to start, you've got to be truthful to yourself. So what he did, he's blamed it on the Mormon church. Oh, Lord above, don't tell me. The homoph- oh, right, the homophobia in the Mormon church. It hadn't actually crossed my mind. I mean, I'm aware that most churches don't seem to subscribe to things like that. And yet there's more, there's more sort of whoopsies in the Roman Catholic church than you could shake a stick at. So obviously something's festering there as well. But David Matheson is going to divorce his wife and is now coming out as gay, which means he's got a boyfriend. That's it. They never want to... Otherwise, you just could be wandering around like a lonely little soul. Is it a hairspray can, says Damien? No. James says the clicker. Is that your medical tablet organiser? No, no. <laughs> it doesn't. That doesn't make that sort of noise. Actually, my my medical box full of all the because ta- you get a box for each week of uh, of tablets. <laughs> and I had I discovered eight empty boxes the other day. I had to take back in again because Mr. Shah fell over and he wasn't there yesterday. So I'm not even sure if he's still in hospital. Honestly, what happens to people nowadays when I'm not there? Steve, have you seen the new star? Trek's Discovery. It'll be right up your street. Encompasses all. You've got to see it. Take my... You've got to see it to see my point. Is that... What is Star Trek's Discovery? Is that something I don't know about? Just to do Star Trek. I never did Star Trek. But I've got a complete set of Star Trek... Whatever it is. On Laserdisc. On Laserdisc. Isn't that amazing? Still got them. Because it just looks bigger. If I had my way, I'd I'd have a cinema at home. But there's nowhere to put it. You know, it's going to go on the kitchen wall or something like that. Uh, so, uh, it's just the devil who wears it. Prada under fire for selling overpriced T-shirts. Mind you, Victoria Beckham fits into that category as well. How on earth you can even charge, you know, anything over a pound for a T-shirt, a white T-shirt. is totally beyond me. 
I went to Austria some time ago and I was, I was, there's some reason I wanted, I bought lots of, it was in the summer, lots of Yugoslavian T-shirts, white T-shirts. Admittedly, you washed them and they disappeared, but they were selling them at 25, the equivalent of 25 pence each. So I bought about 40 of them. I don't think they'd ever seen anybody buy 40 white T-shirts, but they fitted for that brief moment. And then when you took them off, you threw them away. It was, you know, you could go and clean the, go and clean the car so much easier. Uh, so, 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 boozy crash teen is jailed and the classroom for improvement. Yes, one in ten secondary schools fail to meet minimum standards. All of that, your texts and emails, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And uh, is it a hammer drill? Wait a minute. Oh, you're, you're the nearest. <laughs> Lynn reckons it's the cap on the tube of Smarties. I wish. I wish that'd be nice. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, you're really nice to have a company. There you go. It does sound a little bit like an insulin pen cap, but I assure you, Pineapple, it is not. Jem uh, says, is it a flask? No. Therese says, is it the case for your glasses? No. Pot of sweetness, says William. No. Stapler, says Maria. No. Travel mug, no. Travel mug, no. I like the idea of it being an insulin pen cap. I suppose it could be, actually, if you think about it. Could be, but it's not. Re-care home uh, cuisine. The lumpy porridge and tired scrambled egg my late mother was served at her care home made me feel ill just to look at it. Still, says Suzanne, she seemed to like it. I don't think people care when you get to a certain age. It's just food. It's put in front of you. It's like people complain about hospital food. And when I go, on the odd occasion, I've been to hospital, I've had an overnight stay, I thought the food's been great. Because so, you're, you're that hungry, you'll eat anything. And when I had it for the burns, I stayed in. She came around and said, what would you like? And I put down jelly for breakfast. I wanted a jelly. Not much good for me, but I just fancied a jelly. You know, you have these sort of strange cravings, and that was the Steve Allen strange craving. The food on nursing homes, says Dean, is a national disgrace. The bad homes get away with it. Even the regulators of nursing homes don't do anything until it's too late. Until they're, they're caught out. Until they're caught out, mainly by somebody saying, you know, my mother was in a care home. She thought the food was dreadful. But I, I suspect you will find that most people in care homes think it's OK. Because they wouldn't know any differently. Many people... We used to have a care home uh, near me, just up the road, just by Richmond Green. And if you if you went past on the bus, it's just a lot of people sitting in armchairs, staring at the ceiling. That's it. It's, it's It was no, no sort of quality of life whatsoever. Unfortunately, says Kevin, cheap clothing is destroying the environment worldwide. Look into where these clothes are made and you'll see the wholesale disaster areas. <laughs> Glenn reckons it's a 35mm camera case. But mind you, he's in Victoria, Australia. It's not. An eyeglass screw set? <laughs> Definitely not. And, uh, oh, interesting. Uh, care home food is a disgrace, Steve, as is hospital food for old people. There are exceptions, of course. I thought mine was fine. When I went in for my heart, I, um, I had a, a very, very nice, I think it was like a cottage pie. That was delicious. Seriously, I would have licked the bowl if they'd let me, but uh, they whisked it away from me, lest I start sort of indulging in dreadful habits. I've got the closest one yet. Uh, spiking on the A13, Steve. It must be hand moisturiser. You're the closest. You're the closest. You're the closest. I'm amazed, actually. It obviously comes over very differently on different people's radios in the car. Hmm. Yes, if you are phoning to take part, please don't. This, this isn't, it's not really BBC Local Radio. Who have just had an award ceremony, which I noticed. I was, I was sort of reading it and they go, and, uh, and Local Radio, so-and-so, so-and-so, so-and-so. 
Uh, is it the cap to hand cream, says Kent? No. You're close. Is it some sort of tool, says Gary? I don't think so, no, no. <laughs> is it the lid off your swear box, says Lee? Is it an AK-47? Oh, you're nearest as well. It's an AK-47. <laughs> and the other is it some sort of tool? No, no, no. Shampoo lid? No, no. Listen again. Listen, listen carefully. OK, coming off. Putting on. Come on, I mean, it couldn't be easier. Steve, I'm back in West London. Uh, visiting family. This is from John in Margate. I've got four lovely days off. be nice to get away from the smell of marijuana and Stella. I'll be trading in for the aroma coming out of a dozen Indian takeaways. How lovely. How lovely. I could, I could, sm- I could smell a curry the other day. I got back home and I could smell a curry. It smelled so delicious. And I thought, oh, I quite fancy a curry. I haven't had one for ages. Uh, Dave says, I work for a care home company in Somerset. And the food where I've worked has been great. Mostly home cooked and very tasty. Is that tasty, tasty, very, very tasty? It's very tasty. Woo. Yeah. I mean, I don't know because I've, I've never been in a, in a care home. I just know what people tell me, that, uh, that the food isn't great. And uh, I've always sort of likened it to TV programmes. Amazing how many people wrote to me the other day after the Sheridan Smith programme about the cleaning ladies and me saying it was likened to this film, which was made uh, some years ago with Peggy Mount and people writing going, thank goodness for that. Thank goodness. Is it hand sanitizer? says Janice. No, Lou, no. Ken, no. No, or a marker pen. No, 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 it's, it's bigger. Bigger than a marker pen. Bigger than a marker pen. Come on, ladies, you should know this. Sylvie says, did you know how dangerous it is to keep beans in a tin once opened? You should say, oh, I couldn't care less. I've never died through doing it, and I've managed to reach this age. Seriously, storing food in the fridge in an open tin is a bad idea, but not because of botulism, at least not directly. One major issue is that with more acidic foods like fruit juices and tomatoes, tin and iron can leak into the food, which makes it taste unpleasant. Well, listen, I've never been ill through anything in the fridge, and I've had open containers in there. Oh, tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. I think we start being a bit too mamby-pamby. Don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. Make sure that's done, make sure that's covered, check the temperature of your fridge and all the rest of it. As long as the milk is ice cold, that's all I care. Lip balm, no. Chapstick, no. And Raymond says, I've had enough of the TV show Cold Feet. Never seen it. Never seen it. Uh, the scripts are very poorly written and more for the box-ticking generation. Some things are best left in the past. Uh, is it... Who, who's guess who? Who is... That you? You're such an old tart, honestly. You really are. I'm not going to read that one out because that's too near. Of course, because you went and got it, didn't you? I just realised. I wonder how he knew the make as well. How many other programmes has he written to? Has he written to a few other programmes? We might have to check, actually, on who you've written to. Stephen Maidenhead, I think not. Not at this time of the morning. <laughs> Uh, is it hand sanitizer? says MJ. No, Billy, no. Aerosols break out, no. The nearest was a moment ago, but that's he knows what it is because he can see it. He can see it. It's, it's a shame that the other bit just doesn't make a noise. Is it a tub of Vaseline? I mean, come on. You have to think to yourself, what would I be doing with a tub of Vaseline at this time of the morning? You know, I don't have uh, chapped lips. Uh, Shane in Wilson, an aerosol spray can. <laughs> no, it's much smaller than that. This is only about, what's that, six inches? Is that six inches? Six inches? Four inches. What is that? About four inches. It's only about four inches tall, but how, how round is that? What, what's the circumference? By about two? 
one and a half. About one and a half. So that's, that's... It's quite good, though, isn't it? I don't know if we can keep this one going so long. Uh, is it a cap to blood glucose test strips? No. Is it the lid off a bottle of Prosecco? I think not. And is it the clip-on strap for Darren Adams' dodgy knee? Has he got a dodgy knee? Oh, is he? Oh, dear, that's not very good, is it? And what's the clip-on strap? What does that do? Does it hold, hold it together? Oh, no. Don't like that at all, do we? Um, Celebrity Five go camping. I only know a few people in it. The rest of them are total non-entities, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and um, Cheryl Baker used a T-shirt for a toilet. <laughs> I know how she feels. Uh, Michelle Collins says she didn't want to get up at night and wake me up, so she weed on her T-shirt and told us about it in the morning. Buck's whiz, eh? But uh, meanwhile, Michelle has ruled out a return to EastEnders, which is handy, because her character Cindy died during childbirth. So, so when, when they kill somebody off, unless it's going to be a dream sequence. Um, at the GC, Dancing on Ice's Gemma Coleman, uh, to the uninitiated, uh, Gemma Collins, doesn't walk through airports without a chaperone. I realise that sounds big-headed, but it's a necessity. She says, I get mobbed wherever I go, and if I walk through the normal part of Gatwick or Heathrow, I'd cause a major incident. Mm, a major incident, no less. Good Lord above, honestly. How delusional can you be? <laughs> Answer at the age of 37, not only delusional, but immensely stupid. Can we have a clue, please? No, tube of E45 cream, getting close. Uh, tube of toothpaste, says Darren. No. Is it popping the lid on and off some Pringles? No. Is it your makeup remover? Uh, nose hair trimmer? No. Hand cream? No. Felt tip pen? No. Breath, breath freshener? No. No. None of these. Th- I thought everybody would get it. I mean, it's so simple. So simple. And uh, is it is it yoghurt? Yop yoghurt. Oh, I wish it was. <laughs> I could eat a yop. Come on, for goodness sake. You should know, ladies listening everywhere should know this. Okay? Ridiculous, honestly. Is it a pill divider? No. Is it spray on hair? (laughs) That's a Cheryl. (laughs) It's a toothpaste pump, says Sarah. No. Actually, not unsimilar kind of principle. Is it a Tupperware box with bits of KFC chicken in, says Grant. Is it a tube of hand gel? No. Is it an inhaler, says Laura in Leeds, who loves the show? It's not. No. <laughs> We're never going to get I reckon I could keep this going till seven o'clock and still nobody would get it. So here is the man who's buried under platform 15. OK, it's a very important story, this one. And it's for years he was thought to be buried under platform 15 at Euston Station. But now the remains of a revered British Royal Navy explorer who led the first circumnavigation of Australia have been found nearby. Archaeologists excavating a burial ground for the new high-speed rail project were thrilled to find the coffin of Captain Matthew Flinders among the 40,000 bodies interred there. He was identified by a lead plate on top of his coffin in St James's burial ground, which will be the site of the new HS2 high-speed railway station after tens of thousands of skeletons have been removed. I didn't know there were tens of thousands of skeletons, but there are. He was buried in 1814, but the headstone marking his final resting place was removed following the expansion of Euston Station in the 1840s. Wow. Do you know, his cat went with him to sea at the same time. I don't know whether or not the cat died at the same time. But uh, he'll be reinterred with the buried population of St James's Gardens at a spot yes, yet to be announced. So there you go. And uh, in a moment, the, the story of a mother of two who claims she almost died after being squashed by an obese woman on a water slide. 
on holiday abroad. She's suing the, the holiday company. I don't really know why it would be their problem. Sort of somebody who's slightly larger than average goes down a, 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 a water slide. I don't know. Uh, Steve, is it cold cream? No, I couldn't say it was cold cream, no. Lip gloss, no. Lipstick, no. Lid off a bottle of toilet duck, no, because they screw, don't they? Uh, screw, screw caps. Uh, is it a mobile phone charger? Is it your false teeth trying to escape? And uh, and Steve says Vaseline, indeed. I know, I can't mind. So why would I bring Vaseline into work? I know sometimes I've looked up and the assistant producer is sort of, sort of rubbing stuff into his lips. But it's sort of like... Um, yeah, it isn't. It yeah, we've, a thousand times we've had lipstick, and it's it's not lipstick. Uh, and uh, somebody says, "Is this going to be a regular game on your show?" Guess the item. Um, no, it's only done. To, I don't know why I did it today. Actually, only because I needed to use some of that. <laughs> I could keep it going for ages. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. I think we're getting near. I've noticed a couple of them and look look quite quite close to me. In fact, almost very close. Hand and nail care cream. No. This if you just joined us incidentally, this isn't a regular thing, it's just every day different on this programme, you know. So, so on. Whipped cream, says Oz. <laughs> Why would I be having whipped cream in the studio? Is it the toilet poop spray? No, it could sound like the like the lid, couldn't it? Mobile phone charger, no. Rusty hinge popping on your walker. Not funny. Or accurate. And, um... <laughs> uh, is it a tub of moisturiser, says Will. Oh, getting very close. Bernie in Warwickshire, I think's actually got it. I think Bernie in Warwickshire, so just hang on one minute. Gemma Collins, Steve was on my flight last year. No minders. And guess what? Nobody was the least bit bothered. Exactly. Why would you be? Inflated ego. Talentless. Cold feet is great, says Paul. I'm enjoying this series. Star Trek Discovery is on Netflix and it's actually quite good. By the way, is it a glasses case? No, Bernie in Warwickshire gets it. It is... Facial moisturiser cream. Well done, Bernie. I said, I said it's Olay's 7-in-1 and it's a little pot and you push the plunger down and it dispenses a little bit of cream and, uh, and <laughs> so facial moisturiser cream I don't know whether it's supposed to make you look younger or anything like that who was it who did that in a film once somebody was sort of saying oh, it's to make you look beautiful you know you put this I can't remember what it was I mean this this isn't guaranteed it just says it's anti-aging moisturiser I'm here to tell you it's not I'm here to tell you it's not. It doesn't matter. I don't care, actually. I dropped my new phone yesterday, but luckily I thought it was on an aircraft mode, so it landed safely. Oh, God. That's a bit of an old gag, isn't it? But I quite like it. I quite like it, because I didn't know what um, aeroplane mode was, actually, until a short while ago, and you're supposed to put your phone on it. I've got my own cup. I've got my own cup here. I rescued it, this thing. I think it looks like it's one of those cups from a, from a, a, from a coffee shop. And, um, and it's quite nice, actually. Quite nice. So, here is the mother... So she goes, so she books a holiday. Like, you know, people book holidays. You go through and you go, which one? Can you not touch the top with your hands of the cup? Because that's the bit I, I drink with. How many minutes? Here we go. So it's 10 to. Let's see how we go. Thank you. Oh, he's doing the long distance one. There's, there's one round the corner here. And he uses, he insists on going for a walk down there. But anyway, so... You, go, you decide to go on holiday and you go into the travel agent and you go, let's have a look through. And then you find the places that you want to go to and you decide you're going to Turkey. 
So you book the hotel, it's all very nice and it's all very fine. She's a mum of two. She claims she went on a water slide and she was almost squashed by an obese woman also on the water slide. Now, it's one of those water slides which you get in at the top and then you slide all the way down and then you shoot out the other end. And that's what happened to this woman here, who she claimed needed life-saving surgery when her internal organs were ruptured when the holidaymaker shot out of the flume and landed on her. Because sometimes they come down quite a rate. The idea is once you've exited, you shoot off to one side. You don't sort of lie there because there's other people coming down this thing. And this particular woman, the healthcare assistance injuries included a split liver. She said, the travel company didn't bother to find out where I was. I was left to sort out my own care. But why should that be? I mean, I don't quite understand why it would be their problem. Something that happens on a water slide. She does say that the hotel failed to monitor who was coming down the slide. I've never been in a hotel yet with a water slide where they have somebody monitoring it. The idea is you come down the slide and you exit either left or right because the next one's coming down directly after you. Whether it's an overweight person or a thin person, it's the same kind of effect. But uh, the, the holiday company said they had been in touch with her. I suspect here, she said a friend had to pay her £5,000 surgery bill up front. Uh, <laughs> so you didn't have insurance. This is where it all stems from, isn't it? You didn't have insurance. What do they do when you go on a holiday? They tell you at the airport, do you have holiday insurance? Oh, no, nothing will happen to us. And then it does, and then you have to cough up the things. If she'd had holiday insurance, she would have been fine, I suspect. But because she didn't, she wants her 5,000 quid back, and the holiday companies say, nothing to do with us. You should have taken out the insurance. And whenever I go to America, because of my various illnesses, I have to, uh, I have to take out travel insurance. And it's the moment they start hearing more and more different things you've had done, the more the insurance bumps up. It starts off at a very reasonable £100 for a week. By the time you finish, you're near 320 quid. Seriously, praying that you don't get sick, but it's there as, as, a, a, a sort of, as an encouragement, I think. But you don't go on holiday and start using water slides going, oh, they, they weren't particularly bothered. Why would they? It's up to you. That's up to you to sort of get to the bottom of the slide. I don't know, I wasn't there. I'm just saying you saying to you that she should have had insurance. Everybody should have that when you go on holiday, especially with two kids. Childhood memories. When you were little, when you were little, we all had favourite food that our mummies either cooked or they bought in. And um, it makes you feel nostalgic. So things like a soft-boiled egg was considered quite good. I don't eat soft-boiled eggs now, but I used to eat them all the time. Rice pudding. I used to love a rice pudding. A roast dinner. When we were children, we didn't really have a roast dinner. They didn't, um, they didn't, we didn't do that at all. Fish fingers, chips and beans. That was quite nice. Trifle. Love a trifle. Always love a trifle. Cream. The, the, the biscuits at the bottom, the fruit, the jelly. I love all of that. An arctic roll. However, when you go through the list of things that you liked, it's, it's what you call a page filler here. Uh, toffee apples. Candy floss. All the sort of things that you know are really, really yucky, yucky. Cola cubes. Most of it, please don't write in with your favourite sweets. Jam roly-poly. Vianetta. I love Vianetta. I've never had Vianetta for cool, best part of five years. Spaghetti hoops I'm definitely having today. I'm definitely going to have spaghetti hoops today. Eggy bread. Never had eggy bread in my life. Alphabetti spaghetti. Yes. Potato waffles. Oh, I love potato waffles. Orange squash. Yeah. Lemon squash. It's got to be Robinson's. Iced buns. They used to do them pink. Sometimes the school I was at, we used to get them in pink, which were lovely. Taking him five minutes so far to find, find the kitchen. Uh, mint choc chip. Ice cream. Cola float. You know where you actually pour in the, the, the Coca-Cola? And then you put a big dollop of ice cream over the top of it. I thought it worked better with lemonade. 
I, th- I thought it were better with lemonade as opposed to Coca-Cola. Fig rolls. See, I like fig rolls. Most people go, oh, how can you eat fig rolls, Steve? Uh, chocolate mousse. Never enough, is it? Never enough. Here, here he- oh, no, it's not him. I thought it was him bringing the tea back. I don't know. Perhaps we should send out Hannibal and the Blooming Elephants to try and find him. How you can get lost between here and the kitchen and turn on a hot tap, I've got no idea. Potato faces. I think I remember potato faces. Popcorn. Yeah. Uh, French bread pizza, yeah. So love French bread pizza. And turkey dinosaurs, no, but they sound disgusting. Potato waffles, how lovely. Toasted sandwiches, spotted dick. Oh, we'd all put our hands up for that one. Licorice sticks and macaroni cheese. And just bread and butter pudding. Or just bread and butter. Sabrina says, please don't play that game again, Steve. Makes my brain hurt trying to work it out, and I never get it. (laughs) Why is she not suing the woman who fell on top of her? I don't think she sort of fell on top of her. I think what happens is, as with all these slides, the whole idea is you gather gather speed, you shoot out the bottom, and you hit the water, and it's all... Everybody goes, yeah, it's fantastic. And, And so, as I say, what you then do is you get out of the way. Because there's somebody else coming down the slide. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm sure she's been on the slide loads of times. And it hasn't been somebody after. This person shoots out the bottom, because she was quite large, and landed on top of her. They didn't have holiday insurance. They have to take her to hospital. And she's got to pay £5,000. And she's obviously thinking, I want the money back. So somebody said, why don't you sue the holiday company? Why would you sue the holiday company? They weren't on the slide. What do they do? I mean, are they supposed to monitor people? Go, OK, leave it ten minutes before the next one goes down. No, it doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like it'll be interesting to see how it goes in in relation to other people thinking about that. Andy, the neon light trucker on the A1. Seven minutes he's been away now. Did your friend from BBC Radio Shropshire win anything in the BBC Local Radio Awards? I don't think so. Actually, all, all they got last night's Gillard Awards was accommodation in the best uh, story category. Wait for it, Telford's Nazi war criminal. I'll rest my case. I rest my case. Shane's going to the Sydney Opera House tomorrow for the Australia Day celebrations. They said it's going to be 40 degrees. It sounds vile. (laughs) Hope you keep it well, Steve. This is Ben in Taipo, the New Territories. The sun is shining. The skies are blue. Do you know the sky? When I left here yesterday, because the interview got cancelled. The interview. So we didn't do the interview yesterday. We were sitting down and then, uh, unfortunately, he was stuck up in Leeds. Must be the place to go to, I suppose. But anyway, oh, here we go. Oh, hello. Did you get lost again? No. Took you ten minutes. It did. You let we hello. It's eight minutes too. Eight minutes that took you. No, no, not ten minutes. I could have built a kitchen in eight minutes. Ridiculous. Have you ever heard anything like it? He's gone off again. Where's he gone to now? It's like it's like losing some child, isn't it? That's why when it, when he was little, they used to put reins on people. Do you remember reins? And so you'd walk in front of your mother. I didn't even get water this time, did I? Oh, no, you didn't ask for water. He's got yourself water, of course. Of course. Hello. <laughs> not for me, though. No, yeah. no, I don't want yours. I want my own. I don't want that one. I'm not having that one. I want another one. I want a fresh... And now you've started drinking out of it. Why would I want that one? Ugh, disgusting. I want an ice-cold water. OK, but uh, anyway, he said, um, the factories and... Sh- what was that? Oh, yes, when I went back on the... the bus yesterday, going over Waterloo Bridge the sky, I should have taken a photograph was the most beautiful orange it was seriously the best orange I've ever seen and Ben says uh, looking forward to exploring the greener sides in the new territories with hikes, waterfall walks with plunge pools when we have our week of public holidays starting 1st of Feb so uh, factories, maximum production levels for the past few weeks in anticipation of the Chinese New Year break how lovely Tony says the larger person going down the slide would have been slower going down. The one claiming must have been way longer than they claim. I don't know. 
Somebody says, I wouldn't want Gemma Collins coming down on top of me at speed. Well, no, you probably wouldn't. I mean, that, that would be quite, uh, quite difficult, I should imagine. But uh, she wasn't on this holiday, although she, she might as well have been. Might as well have been. But I think it's because they didn't have any insurance. That's what I think it is. Oh, looking forward to that ice-cold water. Cool as a mountain stream. Yummy, 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 yummy. Perhaps during the news it might arrive, because we've got the, uh, the news at five o'clock, which is heading up very, very shortly. Coronation Street bosses tell the biggest stars to take a pay cut or take a hike. Well, they can't do without them. They are the show. They are the show. It's Burns Night tonight. People will be celebrating. We'll tell you why maybe he's, he's not as great as we think. We don't know anything about him. We just know, you know, it's, uh, he addresses a haggis. I mean, seriously, that's a drink problem, isn't it? Start talking to the bloody food. Have you ever heard of that before? It's like, dear fish fingers, I'm so look. Oh, no, please. Roxanne Pallet's life has collapsed. Don't feel sorry for her after what she tried to do in the Big Brother house. The reason her life has collapsed is because nobody wants to employ her because she's not very pleasant. Uh, ask, ask a number of people in the business. And also her boyfriend has just left her as well. So uh, it's a, they just need to get proper jobs, don't they? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Welcome to Friday, the 25th of January, which is nice. Quick little bit of a... Uh tea. It's all very hot. The water, tepid, that's all I can tell you. Obviously he's been digging a spring outside in the car park and he's decided, you know, we're going to get our water from there in future. But I said to him, I said, the cup's warm. And he went, uh, yeah, I had to go upstairs and, and, and I thought, oh, Lord above, honestly. Uh, apparently, my friend Callum, <laughs> I've not seen Callum for a little while, actually, because he works one of our sister stations, very important. And he says, TGI used to do a great Coke float or as he's put down here, a great Coke floke. What's a, what's a floke? Is that sort of a different version of a floke? He said, we'll do one next week. There we go. That's straight to HR. Straight to HR. I'll not be threatened like that, I tell you. <laughs> a co- we used to do... I'm sure we'd, we, people did Coke floke. Did you put the ice cream in first? And then the Coke, or is it the Coke in, and then the ice cream that floats around on the top looking like a softly melting iceberg? Which they are. I, I don't really know, actually. I can't remember. Because we weren't... My mother didn't allow us to have things like that. We didn't... Um, we did We did do a wimpy, but it wasn't uh, It wasn't uh, very often. But I quite... A Coke float, eh? Could you do it with alcohol? Could you do a Coke float with sort of vodka and then the ice cream on the top? I, ice cream first. Oh, right. And then the Coke. Oh, right. That sounds quite nice. We used to like Corona. Do you remember Corona? We used to have a lorry that came round and you'd order your, your Corona. And there was one that was green, which was sort of like a lime and lemon. And there was an orange one and a red one. We used to love Corona. And they did an ice cream. What was it called? Ice cream something f- thing. And then you'd do that. And then you'd do the ice cream on, on top of it. Sounds lovely, doesn't it? Could you do a quick in conversation with the assistant producer live? Yep. How are you? He said he's fine. There you go. That's a very quick conversation. You don't want to hear anything else from him. He's gearing up for Rubby Burns night, you know, and he's going to be celebrated, but not in a kilt. I thought that was de rigueur. I reckon if, if, if Callum had the opportunity to wear a kilt, he'd wear a kilt. I don't think he's even got a kilt. I think it's a load of old codswallop. You, you don't have a kilt. I thought you didn't. No, you haven't got one, have you? Because you don't have a family tartan. You can hardly have it if you're Albanian, can you? They don't have. Is he Albanian? Where's he from? Armenian. They don't have tartan, do they? Do they have tartan in Armenia? Well, there you go, then. You don't have a tartan. What, what is your... You've got a clan. I'd like to see, I'd like to see him in a clan. You're in the same clan? Well, how come you two are in the same clan and I'm not in a clan? How does that work? 
You're distantly related. God, what fun nights out you've got ahead of you, haven't you? Uh, you take the high road and I'll take the low road and I'll be in Scotland before ye. Clan MacDonald. Of where? Clan Reynolds. Sounds like a car park at the back of Aldi, doesn't it? And the next... Oh, stop it, honestly. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> Do you think aliens have trolley dollies on their interstellar, interstellar spacecraft? Um... Yes. I don't know. I remember seeing, what was that film, Independence Day, wasn't it? Where this thing's sitting there and he goes, I'm coming to get you. Ice cream soda. Thank you. Ice cream soda. Steve, to tell any employee to take a cut or a pay hike or a, a hike or a pay cut is unforgivable in this day and age. I don't believe it because they're all too big. If all the staff left and said, well, I tell you what, you know, we've saved up our money. You, you fill the whole thing now. They'd be in dreadful state, dreadful state. Also, it generates a lot of income. A lot of it. What are you looking at me like that for? I'm not joining your clan. I used to play cowboys and Indians. I had my own troop of cavalrymen. Can't fool me. Am I Scottish? What are you saying? You're saying you, you can only wear a kilt if you're Scottish. Well, that's absolute rubbish. That's like saying I wear a pair of trousers. Well, are you allowed to wear a pair of trousers? Yes. You can wear a kilt if you're not Scottish. I, I could go up to a kilt maker now in, in wherever... I could, I could get into the clan. You watch. I could get, I could get in. I'm telling you. I don't need to prove how... Money changes hands. Come here. Come here, clan MacDonald, chief. And here you go. 20 quid. 20 quid. You're in. You're in straight away. There you go. And uh, Steve will now address the haggis. Dear haggis. <laughs> Not going to happen, is it? I mean, does that mean that tomorrow we're going to see lots and lots of drunk Scotsmen wandering around going, uh, yes, just nothing new. Nothing. I never said it. They said it. Nothing new. <laughs> Even the producer was about to say it as well. I mean, I, I just don't know what you're supposed to say. So you all sit down, you have this meal, and and then some people come in, and they do a little dance, and and they do it over the swords, which, of course, is marginally more entertaining. If the swords were pointing upwards, you know, let's watch people dance then. And and then sort of... I just don't understand what it's for. You know, it's it's not like selling... New Year's Eve or something, is it, to people? Callum says, a big fan of the show. <laughs> Did you ever have a turkey Twizzler? I think the case comes up next week, actually. <laughs> a turkey Twizzler. Which part of the turkey was, was the Twizzler? We don't want to think about that, do we? Are they the ones that Jamie Oliver banned from schools? How wise. How wise. And is it just like a little, like a little Twizzle kind of thing? They didn't say... What, what part of the turkey is it from? Oh, right. We don't, we don't know where it's from, but we don't, we don't like the sound of it. So, in answer, Callum, to your... Uh, did we ever do turkey twizzlers? The answer is, not intentionally. Not intentionally. Uh, if Scottish boy is Armenian, his surname must end in Ian, does it? It does, yes, absolutely. Yes. Well, because they all do, don't they? It's like, if, if you've got Polish names, there's always going to be a WZY somewhere in it. And things like that. There are certain key key sort of letters. So so his surname then ends in Ian. Yes, yes. I don't think he's ever been to Armenia. You've not been. Oh, oh. You could always go another year. Yeah, you could go back there and visit your roots. Going back to my roots. You could do that, couldn't you? That'll be if you if you. Yeah. Did they have a football team in Armenia? Big big football team. Is it? They have a oh, little tiddy football team. Not even. 
chess and weight. Oh, chess and weight. Well, neither of those for you, are they, really? You don't do chess, and I don't think you could do weightlifting. Not with that little body, frankly. <laughs> uh, I'm hungover, says Kate. Too old for this. P.S. The head of Clan MacDonald gave me away at my wedding. My late father's uh, best friend. He lived in Yorkshire. So there you go. See how little you know. I know people who know the head of the clan who are dead. OK, so presumably there's a vacancy. Hello, up steps me. Up steps me. I can be... Why not? Of course I can. I don't... You're not Scottish. Well, I'm part Scottish as well. I drove up there once and had a chocolate biscuit or something with McVitie's written on it. I went to Tollcross. Nothing frightens me. I could be a member of Clan MacDonald. Don't, don't start being racist against me and discriminatory. If I want to be in the clan, I shall be in the blowing clan. But it's very exciting tonight for a lot of people. Tom Jones, uh, Steve, uh, my husband managed to get tickets to see Tom Jones live in Colchester Castle Park in July. Oh, that'll be easy. He'll be good. He'll be very good. Uh, Candice says, have you watched the miniseries of Les Miserables? No. No. I've, I've, uh, I've sort of watched, I've watched various versions of Les Miserables. I saw the first time round at the Barbican. Loved every minute of it. Holly says, my parents celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary yesterday, which is amazing. They really don't look old enough. I had a word with her, Madge, who sent them a card. My mother especially was over the moon. So thank you, ma'am, to rhyme with jam. OK, not, not mom to rhyme with smarm. So it's jam and ma'am, OK? Uh, posh Price. Yes, poor old Victoria Beckham. Another ghastly series of outfits. Uh, Wallet-busting sportswear. I mean, who seriously buys this stuff? It's cheaper to get it from the manufacturer because it's, it's Reebok. Her stuff is way too expensive. Way too expensive. And, um, and somebody said, you might as well just buy the Reebok stuff. So in other words, Victoria Beckham, Reebok jersey, 88 quid. Reebok's long sleeve... £14. Victoria Beckham Reebok running socks, one pair, £25 for a pair of socks. Reebok one series socks, three pairs, £12.95. Victoria Beckham Reebok tights, £89.95. Reebok Nilex tights, £17. You're spotting the differences here. Why would you waste money? Same company. Same company. Victoria Beckham Reebok beanie. Have you ever seen her in a beanie hat? No, me neither. £100. Well, it's ninety nine ninety five. The Reebok beanie hat, twelve ninety five. I mean, it's just ridiculous. She she says uh, she spent the past nine months personally testing each item, and it can blend seamlessly into any wardrobe. It's just an item of tat clothing, dear. What are you talking about? It blends seamlessly. You just open the wardrobe, throw it in. What do you mean it blends seamlessly? But uh, the deputy fashion editor has said uh, it's only good for posing. This stuff. It's not even sporty. There you go. There you go. But, uh, you know, poor old Victoria Beckham. I love it when they sort of stick her in these things like she spends all her time doing. Well, she doesn't. We've seen her. Perhaps she does it secretly. Perhaps she does it secretly. Uh, um, The pilot ferrying that uh, footballer to Cardiff didn't have a commercial licence, it turns out, and was fighting £18,000 debts. He only had a private pilot's licence. He worked as a heating engineer. What? And Disco DJ. Air Accident Investigation Branch officials confirmed they were probing whether the flight chartered by Salah's agent was legal and the level of the pilot's qualifications. Apparently, a pal of the dad of four, who came from Scunthorpe, said he flew for fun. I'm not aware of him being paid to fly. What? 
So anybody could just get in one of these planes and take off. The search for Dave and Salah was called off yesterday. Experts say the Piper Malibu's wings may have iced up. Although uh, Salah's sister, Ramina, begged, please, please don't stop with the search for me. They're still alive. I think highly unlikely. I mean, seriously. You know, you the, the plane ditches in the middle of the ocean, ice cold. The temperature of the sea would have killed them almost instantly, I would have imagined. Also, the uh, weather conditions were not good. So they never would have known in which direction, even if they were swimming, which direction they were going to. Are they going further out to sea or they had it? They didn't know. They didn't know. Mike says, still love them today. Hot buttered crumpets once a month, like a big treat. Yes, I mean, ours was probably a bit more than once a month. We didn't have it very often at all. Bit of a luxury food for us. Bit of a luxury food. And um, I suppose in the same way that Callum had his Coke floats and turkey Twizzlers, I should imagine. <sighs> I'm sure in my mind I've seen a turkey Twizzler and any adults listening who have young children in the household, they've probably eaten them. I like little chicken chicken nuggets. They're quite nice. I'm going out for lunch today. got an interview with Angela Douglas, who you'll know from a few of the carry-ons, and uh, the fact she was married to Kenneth Moore. And uh, she's got a book out. In fact, she's actually got a couple of books out. So we'll talk about that a bit later on for In Conversation this weekend. Tanker Driver Phil says, The memory, oh, the memories of the Corona lorries. Crates of pop, rattling ice cream soda, orange aid, cherry aid, lime and lemon. Back in the early days on the road in the 80s, I was part of the crew of Liverpool Corona lorry. I was the tail gunner. <gasps> Corona, it was such a good thing to have, wasn't it? You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Oh, it's cold. Cold this morning, but it's Friday. Don't worry, because it's the weekend and it's going to be wet and cold. Or in some parts of the country, snow and cold as well. Steve, if the pilot only had a PPL, he's not able to charge his passengers any money. I don't know how it worked. I don't know if the plane was rented. I have no idea. I just know that they say he had loads of other jobs, and one of them was he had a private pilot's licence which I don't think enables you to take fee-paying passengers, but there you go. You can join my clan, the Forsyth clan, says Kim. Don't worry, I'm going to the McDonald's. There's a vacancy for head of clan, and uh, I can do it, and I shall prove that I can do it as well. I I can sing all the songs, I could dance over swords, I could do anything like that, and uh, with my family history, believe you me, I shall find somebody in the dim and distant recesses of the Allen clan late of Skegness, uh, to actually make sure that we can move ourselves up to... In fact, I see no reason why there should not be a takeover of the McDonald clan. There seems to be a vacancy at the top of the uh, tree. And uh, I think what we could do is we could just sort of do a coup. I could bring all my clan members, Clan Allen, and we could then sort of attack the McDonald clan members. And you'll be out, you two out in the cold. You'll have to sit out there chopping firewood, because we don't want you in our clan, because it's going to be a different clan now. It's going to be more show business, more theatrical, more sort of, you know, in keeping with today, not some old old thing from years and years ago. Uh, Mick says, the best was cream soda and ice cream. Does the jock know what the architecture feature is at Buckerness? What is the architectural feature at Buckingham? Do you know that word? Have I pronounced it incorrectly? He doesn't know. See, they're not true McDonald clan members. They've just latched on to something so and go, oh, I'm a member of the McDonald clan. And uh, it's, a, it's a light. Of course, you know, it's a lighthouse. You've just cheated and had a look. It's a lighthouse, Mick, but they didn't know that. And uh, 
I'm, so, I'm sorry, you didn't know a minute ago. It's no good looking on the internet because he's put it up on there. It doesn't ring any bell with you apart from, oh, the bells, the bells. It doesn't do anything at all. It's just lies after lies. You're out that that clan. I think you find one of the main rules of being a member of Clan MacDonald is you don't tell porky pies. And you didn't know what it was. You didn't even know it was a lighthouse a minute ago. Uh, Steve says, Jim, I'll look forward to your Angela Douglas interview. Be sure to get some carry-on anecdote. She was the daughter of the Kazi of Calabari. Oh, it's one. I remember them on the carry-on cruising when they were doing the uh, exercises to tempt all the different people. I remember it very well. Dan in Kent says, Mother and children's spaces at supermarkets should be at the far end of the car park to give the average overweight kids some much-needed exercise. What happens if there are no average overweight kids? Then, uh, you know, you don't want to go too far away, do you? But I love it. I've seen it all in America on YouTube. People have been stopped for using spaces, which aren't theirs at all. And it's amazing how some people are trying to get away without realising that the people who are giving them the tickets have got a camera on the front of them. It all goes up on the internet. all goes up on the internet. More people lost their jobs. You know, not so good. Uh, here's a doctor in all the papers today. He's, uh, he, he was trying to operate a fraud. And the fraud was that... Um, he faked a burglary to make a bogus insurance claim of £180,000 because he wasn't earning the money. He claimed antiques, including a 19th century Rococo red marble fireplace, had been stolen. But uh, the Maserati driving orthopaedic surgeon, a serial love cheat. This is uh, Dr Anthony McGrath, quite clearly a crook. In fact, uh, they obviously thought he was, he was big enough, a crook, uh, because the jewellery and painting... And the items that he, he, he claimed were stolen, he just hid them at the family's Irish home. So he's, uh, he's gone to prison for eight years for fraud. Eight years. <laughs> uh, and also the couple, both. She was jailed for two weeks during the trial for contempt after she refused to come into court following a bust-up with her lawyers. Well, I'm sorry, slap on the back of the legs. There is a law and uh, you've had to adhere to it. But he was cheating left, right and centre. He showed his petulance as he was being sentenced. He ranted at the judge. You're an abusive, racist and terrible person. And you're an old crook, aren't you, Dr Anthony? Bedding a string of women's behind his GP wife's back and then trying to fill in a fake thing. Eight years for fraud. He's an 007 wannabe. He's a pathetic waste of space. He's in all the papers today. Here's the, uh, the slide. And uh, the obese woman's belly flop on the slide nearly killed me. Uh, Gemma Jocelyn. And uh, I've seen these. I've never been on one of these slides. Before It never really interested me. I'm not into... I went on something. Wait a minute. I went on it years and years ago with my godson, who I think at the time was probably about 12. And it was a slide, and we were on like a little paddling pool thing, like a little dinghy. And it went down this slide, which has got, um, you know, and the, uh, and, the, and the water and everything else. Frightened the life out of me. So uh, she says here, all I saw were two feet coming towards me. But you have to get out of the way of these things. I mean, surely... And she says uh, the uh, the shoot was not supervised. Why would it be? They're assuming people know how to use it. Assuming. So um, Gemma, who donated a kidney to her mum in 2015, is now suing the uh, the travel operator. She paid 2,700 for an all-inclusive trip, and uh, for about four people, I think, only been there for 14 hours. When this woman and her daughters headed for the five-star hotel's water park, everybody else seems to manage it. But uh, they have flown her parents out to be out by her side. And uh, they're, they're just sort of waiting now. But that's what you have to do with these waters. I mean, surely you must have seen them on the television. People shoot out the end of them like, like rockets out of a gun. 
the Allen, Allen clan, says William, are from Northumberland. Loads of Allens up here. Must come from the River Allen area. Very pretty part of the country. Thank you. Yes, as many of us. Scots, we Allen, we Wallace Blades. <laughs> we Allen. I remember, I remember when I was a we Allen, uh, I went to my first clan meeting, which was, uh, which was held in, uh, in the middle of Northumberland, and it was very cold. And I just remember us all standing there, God, it must have been about sort of early 60s, at holding flaming torches and proclaiming our allegiance to the Allen flag. And um, and there was a, there was a fair number of us. I think four turned up on that particular occasion, and uh, we had a. It was all all very wonderful actually. I was sort of I was steeped in the mysteries of, of what went on, and then I got my first, and I'll I'll never forget it, my first kilt, and, uh, and my sporran was handmade, handmade. My sporran was, and I ended up with the hat and everything else, and they gave me a set of the pipes, and I had some drums as well, but they were just for for ornament. They didn't actually work. And it's the time I pumped them to the ground, but nothing ever happened. But uh, that's what it was all about. So uh, any other clan members listening? What was our famous, what was our famous cry? A pillar, a pillar. That's what it was. And uh, thank you. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. Uh, so the Scottish one has been found out. Everybody knows about the lighthouse and the, uh, the Dundonny Cliffs. Yeah, he didn't know anything about that. Because when I asked him, he didn't know what it was, was he? Uh, Ray, he says, Are whites cream soda with Wall's ice cream blocks stirred into it? Sunday treat. Sounds delicious, doesn't it? <laughs> I know. I'm sure it's really bad for you. You know, the R whites cream soda has got to be bad for you and Wall's ice cream. But, the, but when you're young, it kind of goes together. Oh, the two ladies in Carry On Cruising were Dillis Lay and Liz Fraser. Angela first came in the Carry On three years later in Carry On Cowboy which she played the part of Annie Oakley, the daughter of Sheriff Earp, played by John Pertwee, says Chris in Brentwood. <laughs> Can't say anything about the carry-on films, can you? Everybody knows all about them. Uh, <clears throat> a little bit about Roxanne Pallet. And uh, her professional life has imploded. Not a nice person. Not a nice person. She tried to cause trouble for quite a few people, which was uh, not very good, and then she was caught out. So, old Lang Swine... <clears throat> for all you people celebrating Burns Night tonight. He'll be celebrated with haggis, whiskey, poetry and songs, but most appropriately, a wild swingers party. Yes, believe it or not. Revered in his homeland as a champion of the working class, Scotland's national poet was a self-confessed sex fanatic and a pest, a pest, ladies and gentlemen, left a trail of pregnant young servant girls in his wake. He even... <clears throat> bragged about his prowess in rude rhymes with titles including Nine Inch Will Please a Lady. I don't get that one at all, actually. I don't get that one at all. But apparently he does all these bawdy poems. Well, we don't celebrate him at all. I mean, um, one here, what was it? Addressed to a Haggis. Well, I can't read. It's too boring. So why do you want to talk? You must be really off your trolley if you start talking to the food on the table. But they don't just talk to it on the table. <clears throat> they pipe it in. <clears throat> Excuse me. They, they pipe the haggis in. And I've never quite understood. We don't have any ceremonies like that where I come from in Twickenham. You know, unless the Thames floods, you know, we don't, we don't bother with anything that's to do with the river or anything like that. But uh, he did A Red Red Rose, written in 1794, proving just how ahead of the game he was. Oh, my love... Is like a red, red rose that's newly sprung in June. And my love is like the melody that's sweetly played in tune. So fair art thou, my bonny lass, so deep in love am I. And I will love thee still, my dear, till all the seas run dry. 
God, he was a, he was fabulous, wasn't he? He really was, honestly. And I'm sure that everybody's celebrating Burns Night tonight. You will be celebrating good old Robbie Burns, and they've got all sorts of drinks and everything else. It, it mainly involves just getting a bit tiddled, I think, and doing it. But there will be people who'll be dressing up tonight in their kilts. As I say, I've, if I my little kilt still fitted me, but uh, I've, I've, I fell out with Clan Allen some years ago, and um, I've not really been invited ever since. So now I'm going to latch onto the old McDonald's. You know, because I think that's that's ripe for the taking. So we're going to we're going to mass them all in a clearing, in in some forests outside of Aberdeen, which we're having planted, and uh, and then we're going to round them all up, and then I shall just I shall just announce a takeover. It's as simple as that. Steve, the Corona lorry had dandelion and burdock that was so good. Did it? I don't think dandelion and burdock came along way after the the, the Corona thing. They just did all the straightforward flavours. I don't remember that one at all. Mind you, some things I don't remember at all. Birdseye's new buttermilk chicken strips from Iceland. Highly recommended. No, no, no. Young's crispy fish fingers. Chip shop batter. That's, that's my favourite. My favourite. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. I've now been offered lunch from Callum. So that's good, isn't it? Although I'm not, not wild about the idea of turkey Twizzlers. I don't think they serve those in Joe Allen's, as far as, far as I know at the moment. Uh, Steve, my dad has just found out, says Debbie and Lester, through DNA, that he's mostly Irish and Scottish, plus Eastern European, hardly English at all. Does that make me Celtic? Makes you a very interesting person, Debbie. Makes you a very interesting... I always think... I'm almost quite jealous of people that have history within the family. You know, you've got history of... Um, of all sorts of things, whether you come from Eastern Europe, whether you come, you know, from Ireland. or I've got nothing at all. Nothing at all. I'm just boring Anglo-Saxon. I mean, how dull is that? Dreadful. Uh, Since I moved, says Gary, to Perth in Western Australia in December, I have to say that with the eight-hour time difference, the midday start I now have for your show is so much more agreeable. So great to still be able to listen to, courtesy of the LBC app. I know, and for those people who don't have it, and for those people who keep saying to me, I'm going away on holiday, I shall miss you for a week, I go, you don't have to. You can still hear it. You go to the LBC website, you download the LBC app, and then it means wherever you go, you can you can sort of listen to the station. You don't need to... And you get the Global Player app. It's, it's so much easier. You don't have to worry about it. You really don't. Cold yesterday, says uh, uh, Kestis, the Northern Norway courier. He says, minus 30 in some places in Norway. And I'm definitely not used to this weather. I only moved here a year ago from London, where I lived for 10 years. At the moment, it's minus 10. I can cope with that. Yes, just about, I should imagine. Uh, my ex-husband's from Lancashire, says Jan. He had dandelion and burdock along with Vimto. I didn't have it when I grew up in Headstone. I think it was a northern thing. I don't remember it. I, I've never tried dandelion and, and burdock. It doesn't, it doesn't quite appeal to me. I don't know why. It always sounds a little bit sort of caftans, doesn't it? I visited, says uh, Rob, the, uh, at the local hospital recently. All the patients were reciting poetry and mumbling. And I noticed I was on the Burns unit. Thank you. Oh, do you know, honestly, it gets worse and worse, doesn't it, really? It gets worse and worse. Uh, and as my long-standing bachelorhood will attest, says Spicer, I don't know much about pleasing ladies, Steve. I do know that this cup of tea is pleasing me, even if it's taken almost two hours to get downstairs to make it. Do you know, I did that the other day. I sat down, I got back in, I, I bought all the bits and pieces I need to buy, and, and I sat down in front of the television, and I thought, I'll pour myself a glass of Prosecco. And I looked down, and the bottle was empty. And I thought, do you know, I didn't have the strength... To get, to get up and go get another bottle. I don't know why. I was In the end, I phoned a friend of mine who I normally speak to and it got to that stage where I was uh, sort of very, very tired. I'm going to bed. So I just sent a thing going, absolutely exhausted. 
going to bed now. Climbed into bed, out for the count. Lovely, lovely. Uh, Steve, Clan MacDonald were killed in the in the Glencoe massacre. Different Clan MacDonalds, different. The Clan MacDonald that they're in next door. There's yeah, Clan. There's only two of them in it. Okay, it's just these two. There's nobody else there. Yeah. Yeah, Clan MacDonald of, of Glen Clough, but they're not in any important things at all. Seriously, they just think they are. It's it's some sort of excuse to, uh, you know, we're like bonding kind of stuff. I'd rather be in the real world, you know. I'm not in the clan anymore, but I, I, could, I could do a takeover. I could do a takeover. It doesn't, you know, Clan, clan MacDonald. And I'm, I'm having a look at the, uh, the the badge. My hope is is constant in thee. And it's a picture of a... It's a bit rubbish. It's it's a belt and it's a it's a castle with somebody coming out holding a a sword as well. Also known as Clan Ranald or uh, Ken Ronald, as well Scottish brand. And uh, the founder of the McDonalds of uh, Clan Ranald is Reginald, fourth great grandson of Summerled, which is lovely. We all remember Reggie, don't we? Oh, come on, Reggie, come on out, you come, come on, do yeah, anyway. And uh, today, both the chief and the clan are recognised by the Lord Lion. King of Arms, the heraldic judge in Scotland. So that's that's really riveted uh, me. Uh, they're based in the Hebrides, farther away the bosom. Because yeah, remember yesterday we had a bit of an argument going on about, you know, speed bonnie boat like a bird on the way over the sea to Skye. And then they went up there uh, to Skye the other day. It was a, a programme. I turned on the television just quite by coincidence. They were at Skye. Nothing there at all. Nothing. There's just a little road that meanders through and a few sort of people. So, sort of, hey, we're from Sky, and that's it. And it's not welcoming to tourists at all. They don't really like tourists. They didn't like them. They said on the programme, they said they used to stand there. It takes ages because there was a couple who moved there. And they said it took ages for them to accept us. Don't shake your head. I'm telling you a fact. It's a factual story. Speed bonnie boat like a bird on the wing over the sea to sky. Marry the man who's born to be king over the sea to sky. Da, 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 da. It's a nice. I mean, it's a nice little song, actually. But uh, you know, whether it works, I've got no idea. Uh, Lee in Cumbria says the volume on my car stereo set at seventeen. It drives me mad. Must be on an even number. Same with the television. Is that? You say, I've got a television. Well, obviously, I've got a television. I've never heard of people who haven't survived without a television. They did try it once. It didn't work very well. And uh, the volume on the DVD is lower than the television. And sometimes they're they're very low, and I can't get any more any more out of it. And I thought, maybe I'm sort of losing my, my hearing. But Lee says, on another note, while all the Scots descend on their homeland tonight, let's rebuild Hadrian's Wall. Oh, no, we like the Scots, honestly. Look, I'll tell you, you cannot beat, you cannot beat the, the, the swirl of the kilt and the sound of the drums and the pipes and everything else. It just, you know, you can imagine men in skirts coming towards you, playing an instrument, and then at the very end, they'll always be the little boy, won't they? Holding the flag. That was his, his job, the little lad to hold the flag. And so invariably, once that flag went down, you knew that the day the day was lost. Kenneth McKellar recorded My Love is Like a Red, Red Rose. And apparently Dandelion and Burdock, I don't know what Burdock is, but I'm assuming you get it from the hedgerows, goes back to medieval times. Not the fizzy stuff in the bottle, though. And Sean Pertwee plays Bruce Wayne's butler Alfred in an ex- excellent TV series called Gotham. He's also narrated Chef the Professional. Something about his... Uh, Alluring, gravelly voice. Yeah, Sam West does loads. Sam West literally does all sorts of uh, voiceovers. Uh, remember drinking dandelion burdock in the 40s, says Russell. See, I don't, I don't think I've ever drunk it. Is it a cordial? 
Or is it, it, it... It's not the fizzy stuff, is it? I hope not. Here's a picture of the masked vandal who daubed white paint on the hero's statues. Somebody will recognise him. Somebody will go, I know who that is. I know who that is. Please pictures show the scruffy yob in goggles, cap, and with a Sainsbury's bag. He shouldn't be too difficult to track through London on CCTV. And um, the last living Dambuster veteran, Johnny Johnson, 97, says how disrespectful to 58,000 heroes who gave lives for his freedom. Yeah, let's find out who he is. It'll turn out he'll be somebody revolting. But uh, I think they will find him. Because now, now they, they, they have the picture of him defacing the statue. I mean, I think that's a 10-year stretch in prison once they've actually got you, mate. And he's walking away with a bag, so that identifies him quite easily. And they'll be able to find him from there. There'll be another camera on the corner. That will find where he goes to. If he goes down onto the underground, all the cameras there will catch him. They'll find him. Don't you worry. I reckon by the time we get to tomorrow morning, they might have, uh, they might have a name and somebody, and also make the most of them. Yes, because uh, Megan in suits has been axed uh, months after her final appearance. Uh, it uh, the the show is coming to an end, so it doesn't really leave us anything else, does it? Really, it, it was only suits that she'd done that I think that was of any uh, any notice to anybody at all. Also, drug firms will be paid up front for antibiotics as part of the fight against superbugs. Wow. And concert ticket reseller Viagogo has been accused by regulators of not sticking to a court order, stopping the firm ripping off consumers. I'm always amazed at round here. And here is a classic example. How many shops that say on them official half price ticket booth? I mean, there must be, I would think, a good eight. But there is only one official half price ticket booth. And that's the one directly in front of our front door. All the other ones are ticket tout places. They're not half-price ticket booths, official or otherwise. But there's loads of them. And you see people queuing up, and I feel like saying, it's round there. It's that one down there. So much easier. So much easier. But, uh, you know, same as everywhere, isn't it? People think it's great. But I've noticed not as many of those ghastly little rickshaws all over the place, which is good news, isn't it? Don't want to see any more of those. Uh, Robbie Williams. This, I mean, this can't be true. When I read this story this morning, I thought, I'd better read into it just in case. It's, it's sort of... It's Robbie Williams filmed telling two fans to take Class A drug, cocaine, and telling them how to mix ecstasy with booze in a sensational internet video. The sensational thing about it is, if this is genuine, he's more stupid than I thought he was. He's more small wonder this bloke's got emotional issues, if this is what he's talking about to people. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I've never heard of anything like it. Also, the Anton Deck hit by more fury after being rewarded with a world record. Yep, so for being a drink driver, a drunk driver convicted, £86,000, you, uh, you can have another award from the National Television Awards. And, uh, and then on top of that, because you've done 18, it's funny, isn't it, the way it works out, Guinness Book of Records then give you an award as well. Fantastic, I tell you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Robbie Williams hosting an Instagram live session where he could be seen chatting to two fans. He said, which gear should I be on? And uh, you were asking me, I know it's a gag, but are you talking like steroids or speed or weed? Laughing, the young lads replied, no, it was cocaine. That's what we call it. Uh, then he stroked his nose and Robbie said, oh, I see. Not for a long, long time. It's been, look, I'm 44. And when you get to 44, the heart can't keep up with that. I've got kids. Drambuie goes very well with ecstasy, he said. And um, he, he's supposed to be going over to Vegas. He's doing a stint at the win. Do they know who he is? Wow. He says, I'm getting fit for Vegas. Good, lovely. Just don't want to hear this other sort of stuff, don't we? And then it cropped up the other day 
What did Max Clifford do? He complained about unheated prison cells and cold showers every day before his death. 74, serving eight years for sex offences when he collapsed in jail. His daughter says conditions at uh, HM, uh, HMP Little Hay in Cambridgeshire had an influence on his deterioration. Well, I mean, he, he was 74, and so he died. Because a lot of people say, because if you don't know who he was, he, he was basically a PR who decided he could make so much money after taking... So if, in other words, if you'd had an affair with a footballer or a celebrity, you would go to Max Clifford. Max Clifford would then negotiate your story with a particular newspaper, whoever it was who were interested. And there were loads of people who made money out of Max Clifford who negotiated fees for them. Because if you'd slept with somebody famous, the only thing that you had left in your life, as you've quite clearly got no self-respect, is to go and sell the story so everybody else can point and laugh and go, oh, my goodness. And then it turned out to be a whole load of other people who were all doing, you know, sort of trying to find a footballer in a London club to sleep with them and then sell the story. I mean, some people made, made quite lucrative careers on just sleeping around and then selling the, um, the story to somebody. And we used to read them. We used to read them. We didn't realise didn't realise that it was just a little bit sad and tragic. Uh, here's David Beckham looking at a haggis, not really knowing what it is. This is for you, Victoria. <laughs> he sort of attempts to cut the thing in half, actually. I shouldn't imagine. They say he, he's dressed cosily in a new commercial. It's for whiskey. You know, either you like whiskey or you don't like it. If you don't like whiskey, don't worry about it. And uh, Monica says, remind people the weekend didn't start yet, so it's time to find their cab. She's always touting. She's always touting the business. And Angela says, do people realise when you submit your DNA for testing, the company then own your DNA? They can do with it uh, what they want, which is quite worrying. Made me think twice about having it done, even though I'm too curious about my ancestry. Yes, well, I'll just clam McDonald. That's, uh, that's what I'm put down as. But somebody did. My Uncle Stan started doing our, 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 Hamil- our, Hamil- our family history. And we only got so far. You can do so much and then you need to, to get some help. From elsewhere. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome along to the uh, welcome along to the programme. It's early breakfast on LBC with Steve Allen till seven. After seven, Nick Ferrari will be here. Simon Cowell in the papers today. He says he's a target for internet trolls. He regularly gets vile comments posted about him online. He says one thing you never ever do is go onto the comments because they're vile. These are people who sit in dark rooms anonymously. Because they won't put their real names, which is cowardly. He says, why do I want to read that? So, of course, he doesn't. He doesn't. But they, they are sad people. They, they've generally got quite a few screws missing. And, of course, and they then, they then, but of course, we don't see them. They think that we see them, but we don't. You know, some people see, seem to thrive on it, but uh, it doesn't make any difference. I don't see the blooming things. So I don't get it. As far as I'm concerned, I don't get any. I was given one of those DNA kits for Christmas. The results are going to be announced on the Jeremy Kyle show. That's nice, isn't it? They make their, their living... They make their living through doing DNA testing. You know, did you do this? Then we're going to find... And it just goes on and on and on and on. But, uh, you know, did you sleep with, you know, next door but one? Uh, you said no. Why'd you say that? Because I was telling the truth. He says you were lying. He loves it. He says that with a snarl. He says you were lying. I always like it. You know, it's like, was your wife cheating on you? Yes, yeah, she was lying. She was cheating on you. Uh, now you know where Ronald McDonald comes from. I'd stick to Clan Allen if I was you. You've got a very good-looking tartan, says Holly. It is good, isn't it? I quite like it. I'm, I'm a big fan of tartan. Big fan of it. I just like... There was a guy who does... If you type in cathedral, it's a very famous piece of music that they play at a lot of these uh, sort of ceremonies where they've got... Oh, not very far. Uh, when they sort of do things like... Um, 
uh, mast bands and all the rest of it. That's the fastest you've ever been. Look at that. Look at, how did you manage that? All by yourself. Oh. You all right? Mm. It's not a talking part, remember. Not a talking part. There you go. Off you go. Thank you. It's like dealing with the wooden tops. <laughs> it's mad. That was an old TV programme, by the way. An old TV programme. And so um, it's interesting the way that sort of people, you know, sort of worry about these sort of things. But if you go and watch Cathedral, there is a bloke who stands right at the very front and he looks like he's the pipe major. He's not playing pipes. He just stands there. He's got a lovely big bushy beard and they're playing this music. And it must be fantastic because I think it's fantastic even watching it. And he's standing there at the very front and I thought, do you know, even if you didn't know what he did, he'd have to be part of a pipe band. And he looks amazing. Seriously. Uh, Just come back from the hospital, says Rich, as I've lost my hearing in my left ear. Oh, God. Doctor took a swab. My ear's being clean. I can just about hear Scottish boy in talkback. I have to wait until Wednesday for the results. I'll keep you updated. Sorry I didn't log in at 4am. But I did watch the first round of the GC dancing, or as you better put it, wobbling on ice. Yeah, she doesn't dance. She can't dance. She has no coordination whatsoever. She just sort of stands there looking like it's a bit difficult to remain upright, which, of course, throughout her career, it really has been. Bosses at Sky One can't get enough of Russell Howard. We love Russell Howard. He's doing a programme at the moment. I think it's with his mother. They're doing something. I can't remember. What it, a lot of people do this sort of thing. But uh, Jordan Clark has spilled that he's worked with Johnny Depp and Kate Winslet. It's a, it's a live selection of, of sort of comedians some you've heard of 90% you haven't heard of uh, it's, uh, it doesn't make any difference uh, but in fact Russell Howard they've ordered two more series of his topical news shows wow he can continue to navigate through and make us laugh he's good looking as well he's good looking you know when, when you get the combination of somebody good looking and they can make you laugh I mean that's you're on a winning combination aren't you I need a little fountain for the summer I've decided I want to I mean, we've got a little I've got a ball that rotates on top of the fountain. But I've just, I've just decided that I think I want to hear more running water this year. It's very therapeutic. Very therapeutic. And uh, another one here says, uh, da, 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 just providing a public service, says Monica, when people seem to be more sleepy than usual, strangely coincides with a good show like yours. So I remind them that most cabs in this city play LBC 24-7. A friend of mine was on a bus the other day, was on a bus, and they, 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 they got on, and this, this, and this bloke's playing his music. And all this kind of stuff. And so she moves upstairs. She says, the next minute, I'm listening to you, she said. He's switched his machine and it's now playing Steve Allen on LBC. How cool is that? How cool is that? We're all, I think it should be compulsory. I think on the underground it should be. Steve Allen played back-to-back. I don't know why we've never done a deal with London Underground or in all the buses to have it piped in and you can, you can listen to LBC. So that, you know, you, you literally get onto the train and then you just sort of stand there. Because otherwise you're staring at the person in front of you's crotch, aren't you, if you're sort of sitting down? Because there's loads of people standing on the train. So why not have something like LBC played on the trains, the buses and everything else. There must be some sort of tie-in we can do there. That'd be a brilliant idea. I love the idea, well, I, I love the idea because it had a, had a happy ending, of um, the Queen's 82-year-old bootmaker, Rudolf Schneider, was, uh, was in Mayfair. He was unloading stuff from his car into his office and two people, well, four of them actually, from a vicious nine-strong gang, uh, jumped him. They covered his mouth to suffocate him his £10,000 Rolex was ripped from his wrist. However, the gang, all from London, uh, were caught. 
And here they go, uh, off to prison. 15 robberies between May and November 2017. Other victims dragged to the floor, kicked in the face. And so off to prison because they like the company of other men. Exactly, here they are. Uh, this is Sereo uh, Guanzura from Southwark. Given the longest sentence, 11 years. You must like the company of men, darling. You really must. Ziad Aldaha from Lewisham, jailed for ten and a half years. Your parents must be so delighted that they brought up pond life like you. But as I say, with all, all your time in prison, you've got loads to think about. And the top chippy. Somebody delivered chips here the other day. I saw a bag sitting on, on a windowsill and I thought to myself, Oh, chips. How lovely. Chips. I mean, it's a shame you can't cook chips at this time of the morning. But um, this is a husband and wife, Tim and Kelly Barnes, who run a place called Crispies in Exmouth in Devon. And they beat nine other finalists. They ch- For large cotton chips, they charge £9.60. I don't know if that's good or not. It seems, it seems reasonable. Uh, they opened 20 years ago, and it's a dream come true. Uh, Captain's Fish and Chips in Hoddesdon was awarded second place, and Lowe's Traditional Fish and Chips in Aberdeen. Aberdeen got third. Isn't that good? A fish and chip shop from the boys up north. They'll be very pleased about that. He won't know, of course, because they probably don't eat fish and chips. He's never even heard of it, has he? No. It's very well known. Lowe's Traditional Fish and Chips in Aberdeen. They got third. You've never heard of it, have you? He thinks it's a better one. He doesn't know. He's never been to Aberdeen, has he? He just—he goes up there. Every time he goes up there, he's blindfolded because the family don't want him to know where, where they live in case he finds it by himself. But that's it. Crispies have beaten the best fish and chip shops in the business. I wonder what makes the best chips? Crispy. Crispy chips. We have very good fish and chips in Twickenham. Very good fish and chips in, in Twickenham. Not too far for me to walk. And actually, I don't always have... I haven't had the fish, actually. I haven't had the fish. I've had the, uh, the chips and I've had the sausage in batter. And uh, good enough for me, as they say. Uh, plus, Jan says, do you know why bagpipe players walk when they're playing? To get away from the noise. Oh, I love it. I think it's so good. Get, type in Cathedral on YouTube and watch that big pipe major at the beginning, just standing there. He looks like he's so proud. So, so proud. Uh, restoring Van Gogh's Van Gogh, Van Gogh, iconic sunflowers that could require some Dutch courage. And here is a man working on it, part of a six-week project to restore the masterpiece to its former glory at the Van Gogh Museum in Amsterdam. It's previously been loaned abroad about six times, most recently to the National Gallery, but they now say it's too fragile ever to leave the uh, the Netherlands. But the trouble is, there's loads of these things. He just painted sunflowers. It's like, what are you turning out today, Van? Oh, another sunflowers. That'll be great, won't it? Eleven versions of sunflowers. The troubled Dutch artist created in France. Uh, other surviving versions are in London, Munich, Philadelphia and Tokyo. He notoriously cut off his ear, then he shot himself dead at the age of 37. He'd uh, he kind of lost the will to live, I think, by that time. Also, uh, yours for £270. What is it going to be, ladies and gentlemen? It's a white T-shirt. And this is from Prada. They're flogging the plain white cotton top for the exorbitant sum, while others offer lookalikes for as little as £3.50. I mean, how on earth you could ever justify £270 for a white T-shirt? I've got no idea. It's apparently supposed to be, you know, the very best. But they did. Did they not actually? Gucci criticised last year for a, a similarly outlandish T-shirt. It featured a Paramount logo, sold for 480 quid for a, for a T-shirt. But uh, these ones here, it's not even the most expensive T-shirt that Prada stocks. They've got one at £540. £540 for a T-shirt. You'd have to have more money than cents. Seriously, that would be mad. John Cooper Clark celebrates his birthday today. John Cooper Clark 
is 70. And Alicia Keys. So, um, she's celebrating her birthday. 38. So, many happy returns. And if you're celebrating your birthday today, happy returns of the day. I hope you end up with uh, lots of nice presents and I hope people have remembered to send you cards. But in these days of doing things on the internet, people don't receive cards, do they? Fiona says, Highland Cathedral was my daughter's school song sung at the end of every prize giving, complete with a proper, very rousing. With a proper, very rousing. Uh, miss it now, they've left school. It's lovely. Geraldine from Coatbridge says, We have a chippy van. Tony's from Shorehead. Made fresh as you order. It's delicious. <gasps> Nothing better than on a freezing cold winter's night when you can go and you can see your breath as a mist to have hot fish and chips. Oh, it's about the best thing you could ever have with some with some hot cocoa at the same time. Cup of cocoa, bottle of Prosecco. No, cocoa. I think cocoa and fish and chips sounds lovely, doesn't it? Here's the news. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, a really nice to have your company. Friday, 25th of January. It's uh, Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC, with you till seven. I still like the story, actually, out of all the stories, the prominent US gay conversion therapists. These are people who go round the country denouncing gay people and going, you can have a conversion, we can turn you straight and all this kind of stuff. Load of old baloney, as per usual. And uh, David Matheson, who was married, has now divorced his wife and come out as gay. Hilarious surprise. You only had to look at a picture of him to realise that straight away. He said he had a non-negotiable need to be in a relationship with a man. God, dear, honestly. He's uh, acknowledged that his work was hurtful and blamed his previous views on the shame-based, homophobic-based system of the Mormon church in which he was raised. What are you telling us? You're telling us that the Mormon church is just full of gay people desperately trying to escape from their marriages. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's written about it. He said, I enjoyed a happy and fulfilling marriage with my wife for many years. What a load of old baloney. Of course you didn't. Of course you didn't. You don't just sort of suddenly go, oh, I think I'm gay. Honestly, these people, they really are. He said, but I experienced attractions to men. Yeah, I think people knew before you did. But he said, I found too much homophobia in myself. And then he met another so-called conversion therapist. And um, Truth Wins Out founder Wayne Besson told NBC News, when they wanted an expert, they'd go to him. When your expert is now coming out of the closet and dating men, I think that speaks volumes about how the therapy is damaging and ineffective. I think we've had people on LBC talking about this, these conversion people, and it it generally comes from from the church, and they go, oh, yes, all these people here, and they they put together a line-up of what looked like the campus line-up you've ever seen of men with women. You could tell that nothing had ever gone on, and they go, all these people used to be gay, but then they saw the light. And they've decided to be straight. So here they are coming out the woodwork. When I say coming out the woodwork. Uh, if LBC Steve, says Holly, was piped into public transport, I recommend it was only Steve Allen played back to back, as you suggested. Then you could start the day with a smile. Because if you had Dave O'Brien on, there'd be arguments all over the place. You know, and fist fights and people who go, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting off the train. Get off the train. I don't want to get off the train. He's not finished. He's still having one of his rants. Which is good. Apparently, before Scotland play rugby at Murrayfield, a lone piper stands on the roof of the stadium playing the bagpipes. Can anybody hear him? Or is he, is he mic'd up? You know, they do that when they do the, um, the big thing in Edinburgh. Military tattoo there. They have the lone piper up on the battlements. You can only hear him because he's got a microphone there. Otherwise, you'd never hear him, would you? Sounds fantastic, actually, at Murrayfield. Uh, see, I like the idea. I like patriotism. All in favour of it. Paul in Ealing says lard is best to cook chips, but it's ever so fattening. Oh, I know. Talking to someone hearing you on the radio on the bus flying to Montreal a year ago, 
says Bernie. I put on the BA earphones and there was you in conversation with Bono. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever talked to Bono in my entire life. And I've been in the business that I would remember. Definitely not me. Definitely not me. He'd have had dark glasses on, so definitely not me. Definitely. Gary says, talking of DNA at primary school, the police came in to give us a talk about themselves. Part of that involved taking everybody's fingerprints as a demonstration. Makes me chuckle to think it was a cynical way to get our paw prints on file in case anybody ever turned to crime. Yes, because they don't get rid of them. They hang on to them. It's all on uh, on sort of line, isn't it, really, actually? Uh, another one here says, do you think the GC looked like Divine from Hairspray when they crammed her trotters into those poor ice skates? If that's the best ITV can offer on a Saturday, God help us all, says Mark in Ace. <laughs> oh, dear. And Oliver says, I love listening to Steve Allen's show. It's the perfect end to my night shifts. Yeah, you need something at the end of a night shift to kind of ease you down. Well, failing that winds you back up again. It's quite easy to wind back up again. Um, so we, we've discovered nobody who would spend £270 on a white T-shirt from Prada. I mean, I couldn't care less whether it's Prada or it's, you know, Better Buys. or It doesn't make any difference. £270 is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, also, what did we have today, actually? Oh, born on this day, Virginia Woolf, 1882. I never knew anything. There was a complete set in London, all, all devoted to that kind of thing. Um, why did the coffee file a police report? It got mugged. Seriously, I mean, that's about as good as it gets in the Daily Mail today. They don't, they don't really have things like jokes, do they? Uh, also, we can't... Oh, no, I can't do that story. I've already tried to do that story before, and I can't do it. I've just realised. Why did they put them in the papers? It's so annoying. So annoying. Uh, we, did the, um, we did the eight years for the search news staged a fake burglary. Off you go to prison, matey. Obviously, like the company of men, so why not? And Prince Charles has cut charity ties to a China firm in a spying row. Because um, the Prince's Trust is the latest to suspend payments from the company. The charity, founded by Prince Charles in 1976 to help disadvantaged young people, said it had received 490000 from uh, Huawei. And uh, this is a, a technology giant. Takes them long enough, doesn't it? You tell people about things and they just don't sort of, they don't get it. Uh, still touring. They're all touring at the moment. Um, including Anton Dubeck, Tony Beek. He's touring as well, and they go, dance those magical musicals. It sounds boring as hell. Who goes to these things? But they've got a whole list booked up, you know, everywhere from Basingstoke to Reading to uh, the London Barbican, Brighton Dome and stuff like that. Uh, there must be, mustn't there? And also Rip It Up. This is songs from the 60s with Lewis Smith, Aston Merigold, such a change from She'll Be Coming Round the Mountain, and, of course, the solo career never worked out, Jay McGuinness and Harry Judd. So bringing the sounds of the 60s at the garage. That sounds quite good. I don't, I don't mind that one at all. Tony Hadley, Sister Sledge and UB40 are doing a tour called Throwback. Oh, it's, it's one of these ones on a boat where you go and so you get four berth cabins from 399 and then you get the entertainment on there. That sounds good, doesn't it? I quite like that idea. Uh, also stages, Alfie Bow, Sheridan Smith and Calabro as well. I've got them. I've met them on a few occasions. They've been to Cliff Richard's party. Brendan Cole... Is, uh, is doing his little show as well. Because nobody wants him on television. They really don't. It was bad enough on the one show where they dragged out Bross the other day. Dreadful. I mean, seriously. I mean, we've had enough of it already. Listen, let them do their little show at the Brixton Academy and then disappear again, please. Uh, Ron says, I was a Saturday boy. Do you remember what they called them? Saturday boys. 
Why? Because they only went in on Saturday. It was like part-time job at uh, Corona's Dagenham Depot. Dandelion and burdock was fizzy and one of the most popular drinks. Oh, right. Who away, says Raj, is pronounced Huawei. Huawei. Why's it spent the other one? Uh, caught a bit of the Jeremy Vine show yesterday. I saw Daniela Westbrook on there. Oh, God, what a waste of time. He says, please, please don't do close-ups of her at all. I don't know why they bother putting her on there. She, only, she can only talk about herself. Although bad news for the loose women, watch Brown Nosing today because Jordan's going on the show to tell you about her drink driving and everything else. So in other words, they'll be crawling as far as they can, you know, to sort of publicise this woman who's not been on the show since, since January, mainly because she's rubbish. But she's going to be on the show today, like, talking about, you know, like, they got it all wrong, the press, and, like, I didn't have money, and I paid this, and I paid that. And so they'll just turn it over. It's really pathetic. Really pathetic. I would, I would, I would expect more from them. Expect more from them, but I, I suspect you're not going to get it, I'm afraid. So they made a big play about, oh, yes, and Jordan's going to be joining us. So, well, there's one thing I can do today, not watch television. Uh, another one here says, I'm supposed to be sleeping. You're just way too funny. Thank you. Yes. I know that feeling, actually. know that feeling. Please do check in the papers today for this bloke carrying the orange bag. This is the one who vandalised. the. Uh, they think he did the Yvonne Fletcher Memorial as well. It's the same sort of white paint. And uh, once we found him, let's strip him bare of his little mask and his little hat. I say little hat. I wear a little hat as well. Uh, also, I can't do that story. <laughs> so many stories in the papers. Don't push your GP for antibiotics that you may not need. Because some people hang on to things, don't they? Oh, the WI was the Women's Institute earlier on. The Queen led the winning team, uh, which is... I quite like that idea, actually. And the Queen uh, told somebody, thank you for a lovely time. Because she doesn't get out very often, does she? I mean, she doesn't talk to real people. She's, it must be quite lonely. Quite lonely. Archive footage from 1964. What were you doing? Has emerged revealing how a driver was forced to swerve of Prince Philip was coming straight for me. Dear me. And uh, when it comes to hunting toy boys, yep, she's up there again. Caroline, have a drink. Flack. Uh, also, you've got uh, Melanie Sykes. She was sort of hanging around with somebody. It was, she was, they said she was secretly dating Ollie Murs. I think Ollie Mers is saying, I don't think so. Uh, also, Anna Friel. She was uh, grabbing uh, somebody's bottom at a BAFTA party. She's 42. There was a 17-year gap. I don't think it makes any difference, does it, really? Uh, Cheryl, uh, Leanne Payne was just 14 when she clapped eyes on him. Slightly disturbing. Uh, Kate Beckinsale, of course. And uh, she's dating Jack Whitehall, we think. We think. Zoe Ball uh, is uh, dating somebody... A lot younger. He's a, a construction boss. He's 47. And Caroline Quentin was previously married to Paul Merton for seven years. I like them as a couple. I wanted them to stay a couple. I don't like it when uh, people sort of split up. And also McGiffin. Young Carol McGiffin. And uh, she says, anybody who doesn't like the idea, Mark and I are coming up for nine years together and we're stronger than ever. If you don't like it, shut your mouth. It's not your life, it's ours. We're the only ones who need to worry about it. I know people worry about it, though, don't they? People worry about it. They go, oh... You know, should you really be having this relationship? What's he going to do with you? Mind your own business. You know, beakies. They all stick their nose in, don't they? Oh, I'm going to complain about that. God, honestly. The Morning Glory is this lovely picture inside the Express today. 
of uh, the still waters of Shoreham Harbour. The sky was the most beautiful orange, as if somebody had painted it. It was staggering. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Yeah, there's something very exciting about tombs of pharaohs. And there's something very exciting about the fact that the Valley of Kings is still there. And still, every so often, they will unearth a new grave. And uh, still now from Tutankhamun in a new light, because the the golden mask is falling apart a little bit. Uh, but what they've actually done, they've actually gone in and they've restored the the paintings on the side of the tomb, because he's in the Valley of the Kings. Well, he's not anymore. He's now in a museum, poor soul, for his, uh, <laughs> his revealing. I mean, it's amazing they actually found him in the first place. That, that, that was just a stroke of genius. And so they say here it would be an amazing revolution to discover that he had actually worn this tunic-like object. They say, countering the idea that Tut was a weak and sickly boy king. He died at the age of, I think he was only about 20 or something like that. Imagine you sit there, though, and you're watching them building your tomb, but you've got no idea what it looks like inside, except if you had probably a special day out where they went out there. Because when you look at the people doing the conservatory, because the moment air got into the tomb, things started to go wrong, and they started to lose things, so they have to sort of save them. I mean, you, you can actually go and see King Tut's burial chamber... It's still as fascinating today as it, as it ever was. And it wasn't until they took off the masks that they suddenly realised this, this was somebody you were dealing with that was, uh, that was quite something, quite, quite something. Uh, haute couture to be re-mimi bird, whatever they, call, whatever they call it, mimis, something like that. And they've got uh, super... Have you ever heard of Joan Smalls? She's a supermodel. I've never heard of her either. I've heard of Naomi Campbell. She's sort of gone see-through in this dress. I mean, where did they wear this stuff from? I mean, I've never seen anybody walking down the road with a see-through dress on like this. Somebody wouldn't be allowed to wear it. You'd be arrested. Public indecency. So they've got all sorts of people who go to the to the parish shows and, and they take pictures of these people. And you think, are these just joke items? There's, there isn't anywhere where you go to wear them, is there? Where is Naomi Campbell going to go out where she's going to wear it? I mean, all she's doing is wearing this because she's paid to wear it. It's as simple as that. Have you got a subway in your area? They've started doing a big hash brown, says Alan. We do have a... Surprisingly, we do have a subway in our area. And there's one also just down by Waterloo Station. But I've never... Because I, I got I went into our one... Oh, it must be a few few years back. Because I don't know how it works. I just wanted a ham salad roll. Which roll do you want? What what colour roll do you want? Was it, Oh, my God, it was so complicated. Just give me a ham salad roll, OK? Can I just have ham? OK, I don't want any lettuce. I just have cucumber and tomato. Is that it? Yeah. OK, would you like any salad cream? I don't know, might do. What sort of roll do you want? I'll have a, have a baguette. And that was always quite nice, wasn't it? Always, it always tasted better than everybody else's. So, Alan, I do have a subway. Uh, perhaps I should have go there to, to, to celebrate a big hash brown. Too cold in Eastbourne for the Trilby this morning, Steve. Got the red thermal hat on, says Donnie. And back in the 80s, says Pamela, on my milk float, Corona pop bottles made of glass would explode as the bumpy ride of the float fizzed it up. Very dangerous. And, uh, Steve, I've tried Alpen cereal with that gold top milk and now have it every day. It's lovely when it's, when it's ice cold. When it's, there's something, I don't think you're supposed to drink ice cold things. I remember reading somewhere a while ago that you can drink, you know, water supposed to be at room temperature. And ice cold milk apparently is, but that's the only way I like it. It's like I've been into places, if I've had a pizza, which I've not had for ages, although I quite fancy pizza today. And, and you sort of think, oh, I'll have a pizza. And you think, oh, I'll have a... You know, sort of a, another nice 
nice cold drink with it. But it's got loads of ice in it. In the summer, I'm always asking for ice in drinks. Loads of ice, please. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? We got uh, songs for nobodies. And this is a one-woman show with a difference. Bernadette Robinson not only impersonates five of the world's most famous singers, but also five ordinary people. Oh, well, I love these sort of shows. I'm a big fan of those sort of things. Uh, also, what have we got? Time to read The Fine Prince. There's all sorts of books. Wait a minute. Have they mentioned... Uh, I wonder if they've already mentioned uh, James O'Brien's book. He mentioned it himself the other day. He managed to sneak it in. I thought it was quite clever. Quite clever. He sold a few copies, hasn't he, really? He's not done badly. Not, not changed his clothes or anything, so he hasn't made that much money. But they've got uh, story. We Own the Sky by Luke Alnut. Dear Mrs. Bird, believe me. Non-fiction, The Language of Kindness. Oh, that's nice. Christine, Christy Watson worked as a nurse for 20 years at Great Ormond Street and St Mary's Hospital in London, and she talks about her, her memoirs. I used to have a woman who used to come in on a regular basis, and she was a district nurse in the days that... I mean, I know there are films. In fact, I think you find Once Around the Daffodils was sort of the forerunner to... Uh, the carry-on film, same same team. But again, you had a nurse who cycled round in the village to see her patients. Happy days, eh? Happy days. You don't get anything like that now at all. Such a shame. Also, Helen Lederer. What are her best books? The Language and Kindness and Nurse's Story. It's strange, strange enough, she's gone for that one, which I went for as well. The Idiot, The Tattooist of Auschwitz. She says it's based on a true story, given even more power to the fact that the human spirit can survive almost anything. It's about a prisoner who's forced to tattoo his fellow inmates. It has resonance that I'm the daughter of a Czech refugee who survived the war whilst his family didn't. I like Helen Lederer, actually. I've always thought Helen Lederer was, was delightfully scatty in a very, very interesting way. Very, very interesting way. And I always, I always loved her for that. I thought she, she can come in and she sort of sits there and some of the characters she's played, which I've seen on, uh, on television, I've always thought were absolutely brilliant. She has that sort, of, that sort of knack and that ability to do this sort of... I don't know where I am, kind of situation, which is uh, which is great. So the Robbie Williams story, uh, front of the Daily Star, together with Anton Deck ruling the world, the two hundred and seventy pound T-shirt, and the Walter Slide Walter Slide fatty who nearly killed this poor woman, but didn't. As I say, she didn't have medical insurance, which she should have done. Uh, also, the ISIS family, Ariana Grande apparently is the devil. That's what they've said. All mad, of course, completely. And uh, the British thugs in the car smash. This is the UK family accused of wreaking havoc in New Zealand have smashed their car after onlookers screamed at them. Nobody was injured in the crash, but the notorious group abandoned the car with uh, a blown out left front tyre. They're not very pleasant. The children went shoplifting, very young children. Mother was convicted of shoplifting as well. The, uh, the New Zealanders don't, don't like them at all. They're the Vest and Pant Brigade. But uh, not very popular. They've left a trail of destruction and filth in all the rooms that they've uh, actually had. But if you can identify the picture of a scumbag who defiled the war memorials, they'll be very, very pleased. Very pleased. He's, it, it can't be that difficult to find. Somebody must go, I know who you are. You look like my neighbour. It would be very useful if you looked in all the papers today and, and found the best picture. You'd probably go online. You can probably find the picture online so that you can make sure that we get to get this person and take them out of the equation. Thank you. Uh, Anton Deck hit by more fury. They, they, they've now got another award. So there is uh, Ant, convicted drink driver, looking very happy with his Guinness Book of Records, whatever it is now. 
Uh, and the only reason they actually got that is because they've been crowned best presenters for 18 years. So, in fact, as he's not been on television for the best part of 10 months, how he can be classed the best one, I've got no idea. Should have gone to Holly Willoughby. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. It should have... It sh- Definitely should have should have gone to her. And she didn't get it, he gets it. So then because they clocked up the 18, you can always predict it, can't you? They get this, they, they then qualify for the Guinness Book of Records one. Which really, you know, is ridiculous. Is ridiculous. Uh, killing sore as bobbies are cut. This isn't just in London, this is all over the place. All over the place. The number of murders in England and Wales increased by 14% in a year. That's a hell of an increase. I mean, it really is. People now don't seem to worry about taking knives out. I can't think of any... I mean, years ago, we had a pen knife, you know, or you had the, you know, the thing with a pair of scissors, and you'd constantly get to go, look, I've got a pair of scissors, thing for taking another stone out of a horse's hoof, and everything else. And uh, uh, speedboat killer Jack Shepard set to appear in court today. He'll go before a judge in the Georgian capital, Tbilisi. Extradition... Uh, proceedings have begun to bring him back to the UK to face justice. Let's absolutely stop wasting time. You don't need to put him in court over there. Let's get him over in. Uh, let's get him over here, shall we? Please, as soon as possible. That'd be nice. Uh, Rita Ora doing another saucy image. Apparently, her, her, her family don't uh, don't agree with her doing these sort of pictures. She says, "Because I'm outspoken, really, we've never noticed, and I'm a woman. No kidding." Uh, and I definitely exclude sexiness with what I do. Some of my further family I don't speak to, they're, they're like, what is this? Well, it's just you being attention-seeking. I'm assuming you must have the same sort of agent as the as the Beckhams have got. Barely a day goes by where we don't get the Beckhams in the paper doing something. I mean, one of these days, perhaps they'll go on holiday. They've not been on holiday for ages, unless you call walking down to the pizza place on holiday. And a call centre worker who went on a 40... Wait a minute, I mean, this is just fatal. A 14-hour payday bender was jailed for drink driving. Now you know why. I mean, the, this. I mean, to be honest with you, they should have actually jailed Ant, but there you go. Alicia Jones had travelled only a few yards in her new car when she missed a roundabout and crashed through a fence. One of her passengers claimed she blew 250 quid on the binge. Well, more fool you for even getting in the car. And Bingham, who admitted downing dozens of vodkas, Sambucas and Jägermeisters, told the court she wouldn't have known if she'd been sitting next to Brad Pitt. They found the trio by the motor... £10,000 Vauxhall Adam, which was a write-off. Joanne was discovered to be nearly three times over the limit. She denied drink driving and claimed a fourth person had been at the wheel and then ran off. These people tell lies and then try and prove it. And, of course, they can't. They can't. They, uh, they work for N Power. They went out for payday drinks in October. Then they left a nightclub in County Durham at 4am. She told the court, when I get drunk, I really get drunk. I spent 250 quid that night, all of it on drinks apart from a couple of pounds on a taxi. I would not have remembered if I'd been sitting next to Brad Pitt. Well, we have to take these uh, people off the roads. They have to stay off the roads as, as long as possible. So she's been now jailed. I don't know how long she was she was jailed for, but uh, so there was. she got... Uh, oh, only jailed for 12 weeks. It's not really long enough, is it? Things like that. It should be longer. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. LBC and the Global family of stations are coming together to bring you the Global Awards 2019 with very.co.uk. Voting is now open, so download the Global Player app or go to lbc.co.uk to get involved. It all takes place on the evening of Thursday the 7th of March and tickets for the awards go on sale next Thursday morning at 8am. I know that because I'm going off to get my my blood pressure done. But if you want your tickets before anybody else, come closer. 
Head to lbc.co.uk now and register for our special pre-sale. It's the Global Awards with very.co.uk right here on LBC. Sounds fab, doesn't it, really? It's nice to have your company. It's uh, 25 to 7. I'm with you till 7. Uh, any idea when Dave's book will be in the bargain bin? I don't think it's likely to be. He's, uh, he's, he's popped up on all sorts of different programmes. I have my own signed copy, which I was very lucky uh, to actually get. Uh, and Sarah says, making me wake up extra early to laugh my head off. Why do you call James O'Brien Dave? Because well, it's his name. It's like, it's like Tony Beak has changed it to Anton Dubeck. And uh, what was Big Daddy? He was a wrestler. Shirley Crabtree. That's, that's what he was called. His name was Shirley Crabtree. In the day when you can... Because I think, didn't it Johnny Cash who sang about a boy named Sue? Because people used to have girls' names. I don't know why, but of course it made him tough. Well, that was the idea. Looking forward to reading the new Tracy Thorne of Everything But The Girl, early biography, out in February. And uh, Alan says, will Charles's charity be giving the previous money back that they've received from who... I can't remember how it's pronounced now. Huawei. Uh, I shouldn't think so. And um, Steve May, in the Black Isle, enjoying listening to you, as always. Dingwall has wonderful award-winning butchers, even lasagna haggis. Another lovely Scottish tune is the Dark Island. So we'll be having haggis, neeps and tatties tonight. Will you have a nice time? I'm sure, listen, I'm sure that everybody loves things like that. The idea of sort of, you know, a Friday night, because you haven't got to get up for work. I like anything on a, on a Friday night. I'm fine on a Friday night. Go out, I, c- I can stay out a little bit later than I would. So uh, I shall be having a, having a bit of fun. To- I mean, I don't know what I'm going to watch, actually. I always like to watch a film on a, on a Friday night. And, and I feel I can watch it. And then I'll have a little, a little something to eat. But what to eat? I've got no idea. I'm always a bit instant. You know, gone are the days where I'm sure that your mum and you, you might do it as well. You go out and you do the big shop at the end of the week and that tides you over the weekend. I shop daily. I shop daily. I mean, I'm probably the world's worst shopper, but I know loads of people who shop daily. We can't help it. It's just the way that we go. And now they're doing, oh, no, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing alphabetti spaghetti. And they do the number one, the numbers one as well, which I quite fancy. Uh, the reason we mentioned alphabetti, <laughs> alphabetti spaghetti is because I think the Bluebird Cafe... Uh, which is very posh. I've been there a few times over the years. They're doing it. They're doing alphabeti spaghetti. I don't know why, they just are. Uh, Half of of you are stressed by the train into work. Yeah, but you just get used to it. I I always think they, they make things like that up because, you know, if every day you have to get the train into work, you know... You know what it's going to be like. You know that unless you get there, you're pushed to the front and everything else. And then you sort of manage to get on the train and go, oh, here we go. And, and then you sort of cling on and, uh, and you manage to get there. But uh, by the time you get there, you're probably very stressed because people have been pushing up against you. I still see people with a cup of coffee on or failing that even more irritating, the ones with the bikes, which don't fold. Uh, the woman who is locked in a legal battle at the moment, in all the papers today, after being accused of libelling her ex-husband on Facebook. This one promises to run and run and run. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, yes, the, uh, the Queen's bootmaker wrestled to the ground by a gang of Rolex thieves, but they managed to catch them all, and they're all in prison. Top one for 11 years. Fantastic, honestly. Talk about thick. Talk about thick. Also, Archbishop Welby finally says sorry for abuse slurs against a bishop. And uh, happy birthday to... John Cooper Clark, who did a lot of rude poetry over the years. And, of course, we experienced it on LBC 
with with Adrian Love. I've told the story many, many times before. Adrian Love used to enjoy a bevy or two or six. He was he was very good. And he used to do a Sunday night programme and they would invite in a celebrity who had a book to plug or a play. It was very similar to an in-conversation thing. But people used to have to guess who it was. And then once he'd been guessed, then they could they could go into the normal programme. But they would have a guess of people phoning up saying, is it so-and-so? Is he a singer? Is he this and that? And I would get a little interview afterwards. But I didn't in this particular occasion because Adrian had had a few, had a few sherbets. And we didn't think it was anything wrong with that. We were in the middle of Fleet Street. I mean, you know, the pubs were open until practically five, six in the morning. And so he used to uh, used to go there. And uh, and he came on and Adrian had recorded John Cooper Clark for BFBS, the British Forces Broadcasting. And um, and, and he, he wasn't totally with it. And he said, oh, let's have a poem. Let's have a poem. And so John Cooper Clark said, which, which one do you want? And he said, oh, I don't know. And John Cooper Clark, who was helping him out, because he was a bit stressed, he said, the chicken. So Adrian, of course, went, yeah, the chicken. Laps it. Well, I mean, it started off, it was so so rude, I couldn't even repeat it. It was the F-word chicken cross the F-word road, and so it, so it went on and on. And the producer, who was in the same inebriated state, nearly fell off his little chair and tried to push the, the, uh, the dump button. We used to call it prof, the profanity button, because the programmes were in delay, like they are now. This, this, this programme has happened ten seconds ago, but you don't know that. It's like somebody yesterday phoned up James O'Brien to talk about because it was musical hour and wanted to know why you couldn't pause live radio. And he said, well, how would that work? How, you can't pause live radio. It wouldn't be possible. Because otherwise we'd all have to sit there waiting for ages and ages. And you can't put, you can pause live television. I used to go through it, but, you can only, but it, then it just plays catch up. And if, if you play radio, you can't, you can't halt radio programmes. I don't think you can. He he wasn't totally convinced, but I'm pretty certain that you can't halt live radio programmes. Yeah, you can on the app, but you're just... Be- and if, you, if you've got something that's already pre-recorded, well, then obviously you can, you can just put pause on it. But if it's a live programme like this one, you can't you can't do anything about it. I don't know why I mentioned that, actually, because I was, I was sort of listening to it, but John Cooper Clark is sort of doing it. And in those days, we had a jingle, and the jingle came in uh, at the moment you hear the first word, all you'll hear is LBC, where news comes first. And then, of course, it goes back into the programme again, where he's still swearing. He's still going on. And and so every so often, he got this blooming jingle going on all the time, which was hilarious for us. And, of course, up in the newsroom, there's only a couple of us up there. Had to put the wine away. And we, uh, we were saying, what's he doing? He's swearing. Oh, my goodness me. We had exactly the same when poor Barbara Windsor appeared with Monty Modlin. And uh, Barb was in her heyday. And, of course, everybody fancied Barbara Windsor. Everybody fancied her. And so every call came on. They were talking about the things they wanted to do with her. <laughs> Too much. In fact, in the end, I think she was laughing so much because it was so funny. Because she heard it. It's just that you didn't hear it as well. But the John Cooper Clark thing, eventually Adrian went, I think we've had enough of that. And John Cooper Clark said with a straight face, well, he did ask. Which, of course, he did. Uh, can I get a boo, please, for my wife, who's working a 15-hour shift today, says Cliff. Boo. Boo. It's not nice on a Friday, is it? It's not nice. But my first guest on In Conversation this weekend is an actress who's appeared mainly in American and British films. Uh, born and raised in Bombay, she first went into modelling, rose to prominence with her film debut, the British drama Slumdog Millionaire. That got her a BAFTA nomination for Best Actress in a Supporting Role. It's Frida Pinto. She came in to talk to me about Love, Sonia, a film about the story of a young girl's journey to rescue her sister from the dangerous world of international sex trafficking. 
Frida told me about first getting into acting. I think there was something that I pretty much knew at a very, very young age that I would have to form and entertain and do something on stage to be happy. Because I love performing. I love, I love the form of expression. What do you like about it? Is, it? is it the doing it or is it what comes back from people? Ah, you know, the what comes back from people I've started... I think I started uh, understanding after Slumdog. For me, up until that, t- un- until that time, it was a form of expression, a bit of escapism, you know, mm. escape from what I present myself to everybody else. I get to be these other characters, these other these other characters I sometimes imagine in my head, sometimes wrote about and even told my mum, you know, there's a little funny story. My mum, well, it's a funny story, but she was petrified when I was little because she thought I was a pathological liar. I made up these stories and they were very convincing stories to the point that my friend's mums would come over to cross-check and clarify if I really had a pet monkey or if I had a baby brother that my mum would not let outside the house. But this was all part of my imagination, which, you know, a friend of my mum's revealed to my mum that don't curb it, just let her keep going as long as she's not harming anybody. Mm. And so I started writing and I think that one thing led to another and I started writing my own plays. I started directing them in schools, a lot of amateur theatre. I pretty much knew. I pretty much knew that this is what I would have to do. You didn't realise just, I, just what, what a climb I, it is. Yeah, I, 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 what I didn't realise was it was going to start off with a film like Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. That was completely unknown to me. I loved it, I loved it. The funny thing is, as you will hear on the interview, Slumdog Millionaire, the tune that they danced to at the end of the film on the platform, is not the tune you, you hear in the movie. It wasn't until they saw the movie they went, wait a minute, we didn't dance to that tune, we danced to something else. And Dev Patel freely admitted to me on In Conversation that he couldn't dance. So they used to have to do cutaways so he could do the... It was all very good. That's the actress Frida Pinto in conversation with me this weekend. As well as Frida, I'll be talking to a fellow actress who's also a writer. Her career has spanned 60 years. She starred in TV, theatre and film, as well as being the star of four carry-on films. That's Angela Douglas, who'll be coming in later on this morning to talk about Josephine, an open book, which is the story of a young woman's journey to stardom and the trials and tribulations of show business and celebrity in 1960s London. Oh, I'm I'm sure it was better, I promise you. And you'll hear me in conversation with Angela this weekend, along with Frida Pinto. You can hear those conversations tomorrow morning from 6 after the best of Steve Allen, and on Sunday evening from nine. Or if you can't join me this weekend, you can listen to the whole thing by downloading the LBC app or the Global Player app. All of that uh, to come. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Ten to seven is uh, the time. Uh, Steve, I went to Sandringham to meet a famous stallion. The Queen's stud manager regularly gives talks to the local ladies from the WI, uh, who can hear all about her derby winner, Says Helen. There you go. Uh, Simon says, I watched the Bross documentary last night. What a lot of self-indulgent twaddle. I thought it was a comedy parody. Well, that's what they did say they thought it was. So they turn up on the one show trying to laugh. Yeah, it's really funny that, you know, Matt is like into conkers. And of course, he didn't deny. It. He just admitted, yes, he was into conkers, which is a bit, bit tragic, really. But um, I've got a pure one elite DAB radio, which you can pause live radio, says Darren. But it only means that you just, why don't you just turn the sound down. Isn't that the same sort of thing? Because... What do you mean, when you say pausing live radio, so, in other words, you pause this, OK, so I'll be going da-da-da-da, and all of a sudden it just goes quiet, and then it picks up, you know, in two or three minutes, but I don't go back to where I was. I, I, I'm reading from the two or three minutes, aren't I, surely? 
No, you can't go that far. It's ten, 10 seconds. It's built into the thing. I don't think you can do it. Although Richard reckons you could pause live radio if you had a hard drive connected and it would pause like Sky Plus and then you could fast forward back to live. It's possible. But in fact, if you remember, they had the when they did that kids programme, they couldn't pause live television. When somebody, If somebody swears on live television, you're stuck with it. You can't do anything about it. They, they, they can't halt the programme going out. And, and, and I, I don't believe that you can buy radios with a live pause function. That would be called, you're playing a recording and you just push stop on it. What would be the point of pausing live radio? Because presumably you, you pause it. The machine just doesn't then go back to the beginning of where it was when it was paused. It would go to, I'll have to check with our engineering department. They're, they're, they're bound to know that. But uh, uh, summer is, is coming. Look at this ice cream boat off the Isle of Wight, says Alana. I love the idea of an ice cream. Oh, that's cute, isn't it? An ice cream boat. Would you like some ice cream? Yes, please. I'd love an ice cream van. I'd be very good. Uh, John Wayne was called Marion. You're quite right. He was. He was. John Wayne's first name was Marion. But he was fairly butch, wasn't he? He did all the butch stuff. You need to try Joffo rice, a delicious Nigerian disc dish. I'm taking some rice to work today for my colleagues. Very nice and tasty. You can pause digital, but not analogue. Your engineer will explain. I don't want to pause anything. As, as James O'Brien was trying to explain yesterday to somebody, he said, why would I want it paused? We all sit there waiting while you decide when you want to go back to the programme. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. But I'm sure we shall, we shall fathom it all out, I promise you. Daily Star, water slide fatty nearly killed me. Grass up the scumbag. Somebody will know who he is. There's enough pictures in the papers today. You'll find out who he is. Let's get him arrested as quickly as possible. That's, uh, you know, I mean, I wish we could have actually got him to clean all the stuff off, but, you know, not physically possible. Uh, Oscar nominated Richard E. Grant on finally being recognised. He's very happy. He's very, very happy. That's on the eye. Uh, Limp reviews for Blanchett's kinky return to the London stage. Daily Express. Why toy boys are all the rage. So they put up a picture of Joan Collins with her her husband. Uh, Also, gear up for no deal Brexit. The Queen. She's been crowned pointless champ. Daily Mail. Uh, speedboat killer outrage. He's using your money to appeal his conviction, but has hired £15,000 lawyers to fight extradition. No wonder the victim's family say it's the final insult. Uh, Also, Land Rover supplied to Royals have seatbelt alarms turned off to make it easier to drive without one. Otherwise, you hear beep, 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 beep. You have to do that. Also, Victoria Beckham in another ghastly series of outfits, uh, which would be cheaper off getting elsewhere. From the same company. Same company. She's done this sort of thing, and then we sort of dragged Brooklyn along, whose ex-girlfriend says that, uh, you know, he's he's a bit too too childish for her. Because he doesn't really say anything. It's best that he doesn't. But I thought he was going to college to learn how to be something, but he just seems to be spending most of his time sort of fannying around. Why celebrity women can't resist a toy boy? It's poor old Caroline Flack again. Old woman, nabs bloke who everybody fancies. Speedboat killers, high life on the run. This is the uh, the mirror this morning. Times, Britain joins the bid to topple Venezuela leader after mass protests. And uh, I saw the house on Cold Hill, which opened in Dartford this week. It was very good, says Dean. Uh, LBC recording radio could be classed as piracy. I mean, I suppose in theory, yes. I suppose in theory, I mean, I don't think you'd ever find anybody to prosecute over it. Uh, might be pausing for a loo break, says little Julie. You see, I don't, I mean, you know, if I just sort of said, no, it doesn't work for me, you see, because all our, our programmes are done in delay. They're all done in 10 seconds. So people used to try years ago to beat the delay, but it, it's there purely to protect the person calling in 
or the presenter, or a combination of the both. It's there, so there's lots of different buttons. I've got a button here. I can't remember what it says on it, actually. Oh, I've got dump, cough, and something else. But it used to be called prof, short for profanity. And you would push it, and it was a, it was a piece of tape. But now it's all it's digitally done. It's quite clever. We used to sort of demonstrate it, where we would sort of push, push the button. I would count to ten, and then you'd only hear so many. No, I don't want to do it now. It's far too complicated. Otherwise, it, get, it gets a little bit messy. Well, I, no, I, no I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll do it next week for you. I'll do it next week. You've had too many exciting things today, you know, in deciding, uh, in deciding what, what the noise was on the programme. Uh, knife crime at a record high as murder saw, say the Daily Telegraph. Uh, also, wild card whiskies, vegan haggis and tartan tassels. Yes, it's all going to be going on tonight in, in Scotland and down here. A lot of those sort of ex-Scots who... Um, who aren't at home, will be celebrating with family and loved ones and friends, which is quite nice, isn't it? Uh, Bross on their documentary in The Guardian. Dreary, dull, boring. Enough. Enough already. We know all about it. We know all about the documentary. We were the ones who told them. They were the ones who didn't realise that people were laughing at them. They really didn't know. They actually thought that it was uh, it was sort of one of those things that, that wasn't really uh, their fault because they, they just didn't get... They, they didn't get the whole gag about, you know, why it looked as if it was uh, a sort of a, a documentary that was a bit of a, a spoof. So I can't wait to read that one a little bit later. I love those sort of things because having seen them pop up on programmes before they sort of disappear back to America, because that's where they live now. They don't live here. They live in America. So I, I don't know what family they, they've got left over here, but uh, I will be finding out just uh, just how how good they are. But they are, they are hoping... I think to do a, a bit of a, a resurgence, a resurgence of Bross Mania. Why? I've got no idea. I thought we'd had that. They need some new material. That's what they need. There's no point in just doing something and then and then going, oh, what are we going to do? So they've got a, a picture of Bross on sibling rivalry. That documentary in Conkers. We knew there'd be some uncomfortable moments. Sort of Matt, who, who doesn't look as though he's aged at all, mainly because he can't move his face, and Luke, who looks like he could be in just about anything at the moment. So uh, we shall read that, read that later. And also Gemma leaves the judge skating on thin ice. Poor old Gemma Collins. What disaster are we going to have this week? And the answer is, we're not really too sure, are we? We're not too sure. Anyway, that's just about it for this morning. Without the cameras, there would have been blood. Apparently, say, say the Bross book. They just don't like each other, do they? I got the impression on that that, you know, they really didn't. Digital radio, radio can pause, Steve. You, the broadcaster, doesn't pause. The radio does. Yeah, but I'm on it. If I'm on it, what do you mean? I have to be part of it. You can rewind, but it's only 60 seconds worth or something. It's to do with the digital receiver. The listener picks up where they left off, so they're no longer listening live, says Tanya. And, uh, and Jan says, it's us listeners that can pause live radio at our end, not the broadcaster. So if you're listening to something and your phone rings, you can pause what you're listening to, then carry on from where you were. All right. And Sam says, I pause live radio every day. I'm listening uh, to then I receive a phone call. No matter how long the call is, it picks up exactly where I was at the beginning of the call. Maybe 10 minutes behind. But um, interesting. Very interesting. I shall have to find out from our engineering department. They know all these kind of things. They're much better qualified. That's it for this morning. Back uh, tomorrow morning from five with the best of Steve Allen. Then from six in conversation with the actresses Frida Pinto and Angela Douglas. Then, of course, I'm back live on Sunday morning from five with the best stories from those bumper Sunday papers. Before I go, just to time to let you know what's coming up on the free podcast today. On the little bit extra, I'll be chatting about the marvellous news that Vic Beckham reckons she will be going back on stage with the Spice Girls when they go on tour. Of course, that's what she wants. What she really, really wants is somebody to buy 
uh, naff clothes. <laughs> They're plastered all over the paper today. Plus, I'm still disgusted about this, to be honest with you. Another second award given to Britain's favourite drink driver. Plus, old Phil Green's son-in-law, the so-called hot felon, banging on about how he and Chloe Green are so in love. I wonder why. My little bit extra is available very shortly on the LBC app and on the Global Player app as well. As well as listening live to LBC, you can listen back to this and other programmes, as well as listening to a range of podcasts. Coming up at 10, the O'Brien man's back again. There's bound to be arguments, I can just tell. But right now, with breakfast, it's Nick Ferrari. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.